Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.
All right, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in the live stream, like I've been saying for some time now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sports talk from your favorite sports fam. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the live, man. Listen, man, it's been a really good day of football. Been watching some good football yesterday. Tulane was able to get a win over UTSA, the former school of the first round draft pick bust. Marcus Davenport, the Tulane Greenway, was able to clean them up in the matchup as they get ready to head on into the championship round, which I think is against, uh, uh, who is it, SMU? No, it's not SMU. I forgot who it is, but it don't matter who it is because we're going to kick their tail. And, of course, LSU finished their season, regular season, that is, beating Texas A&M in Death Valley. Jaden Daniels, once again, another fantastic performance by him leading the way uh, for the Tigers, they got a big victory over Texas A&M, and uh, I really think he's going to, hands hands down, anybody ask me about the Heisman Trophy, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, hand down, is going to get that thing. They're trying to throw prop up Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., which are pretty decent quarterbacks, especially Michael Penix. He's a really good quarterback, but this is not their year. Jaden Daniels. Numbers are better than what Joe Burrow's numbers was when he ran through it 2019. So shout out to Jaden Daniels and shout out to Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors became LSU's all-time reception uh, receiver in its in, in its history, which was phenomenal. He did that today, putting up, hoisting up, it was 183 uh, catches, I think it was, something like that. It was, it, he... He became an all-time catch leader for the LSU Tigers. So shout out for him. I'm looking forward to him hoping Malik gets that uh, Blitnikoff. So you usually have the Heisman and the Blitnikoff winner. So listen, man, if we only had a defense, right? But anyway, enough, enough college talk. Also seen Michigan beat Ohio State. Despite Harbaugh being there, Michigan was able to beat Ohio State. Today that was another, another interesting game as well. As we get ready for the bowl season, man, bowl season is upon us. So anyway, shout out to the fan. Appreciate each and every last one of your all world truckers. Say, hey, Q, if DA first coaching job was the Saints last year, would us, the, the family base, look at him differently? I, you would. You would. You would. You would look at him differently. Okay, because the, the, the talking point would then be, well, it's his first year. So he's going to try to figure it out. stuff, And he would. You would allot him that time. You would allot him that time. Being that he had a prior coaching stint 10 plus years ago, and it went as disastrous, you know, disastrously as, as when it went with the Raiders, a lot of people wasn't exactly beating down Dennis Allen's door to beat another court to be the quarterback, you know? So I mean, the idea I can understand in concept what they were attempting to do, because we was talking about it at the time. In concept, the idea was we give Sean Payton's offense with Pete Carmichael and, you know, and all his pieces included to Dennis Allen's defense. And that should be a match made in heaven. Only problem is when you pull Payton, when Payton left the building, there are no mother, there are any alpha dogs in the offense. No disrespect to none of those other guys, but from the coaching ranks, there are no alphas there that command or demand respect that can take these guys and point them in the right direction. That's also a, like a uh, attribute that most people have. They have the leadership gene. 
that when they take possession, take control and, and they're calm and cool under certain circumstances and people follow them. That's something that we're lacking here. So we knew when things got toxic, turby and tough, would the leadership kick in to guide the team through it? And even to a degree when people having a, uh, you know, having covered or gotten to the level of success that most people would, you know, that, but most people are fair. They would listen to the guy if he knew what he was talking about. But yes, to make a long story short, absolutely. It would be different if this is his true first year as a head coach, people, especially the who that nation, we're incredibly patient. A lot of people like to try to say that we're not patient and overall you got all this kind of stuff. Nah, miss me with all that, man, because people are that talk like that. Don't remember their history beyond three years. They got a, a mentality where they throw everything out after three years. They just purge their mind of information after three years. We don't do that at the great St. Thank Tank. We remember all the way back. And doing that, that gives you a good long view of the trajectory of where your team is headed in their trends over time. When you dispouse throughout all that other history, man, you short sight the hell out of yourself and start talking crazy about this, that, and the third. No. The Who That Nation is probably one of the top five, if not the best, patient franchise or, or supporters in the entire NFL. No disrespect to the Raiders. They've been very patient. Been a long time. Cleveland and all those guys supporting the team. Been very patient and the team hasn't turned it over. But it's a handful of teams out there that have been very patient with their clubs and supported them through the lumps and bumps and bruises. But they, everybody got a point. Everybody got a line a tipping point or a line that says enough is enough. You know, only a fool doesn't know they not, their line or their limits or where they are supposed to stop at. People that just keep, keep, keep emptying their money to them and then get disgusted and frustrated. Well, that's your dumb ass fault. You know, you are supposed to understand a line and know where I'm drawing the line right here until I see a difference. You're supposed to be the same way in your own life. So I can imagine what people lives look like when they, when they given that type of, action that kind of thought process they're probably getting messed over left and right man by people I, I it's just amazing but that is this is true it would definitely be a look thank you uh, our world trucker for that brother eric shout out to you doug shout out to your archangel good to see you nolan's 504 my boy og jerry is in the building tough tiger production shout out to you fam you are here you know what i'm talking about we talking lsu football so welcome over here uh, Willie, shout out to your fan. Appreciate you being in the stream. My boy Gundam's in this thing. Shout out to you, bro. Hope y'all guys, all of you guys have had a tremendous um, weekend, holiday weekend, man. And we are like, uh, you know what, if you're a, a person that works, you like what, day three of day four, you know, four days, just enjoy it and sulk it. And we got the Pelicans tonight, which will be on the Pelican post game report after 10. We'll open up the phone lines and recap the Pels in the jazz matchup the live scoreboard will be on the pelican post game report website we also cover the cover the pals i just love saturdays man so much going on plus there's boxing tonight boo boo andre takes on one of my favorite fight fighters in david benavidez also jose benavidez who is a actually pretty decent fighter uh takes on charlo tonight so that'll be an interesting night of boxing so a lot of great stuff going on tonight man you know what i'm saying all right, Gundam, I agree, bro. He says only beat us. Yes, yes. All right, shout out. What's up, Kevin? How you doing, sir? Appreciate you. KB, shout out to my queens out there. Appreciate you as well. All right, my dog, St. Doug. How you doing, sir? Appreciate you. All right, so with that being said, man, what's up, Lee? 
Shout out to you, Lee. Good to see you, man, in the chat, man. Much love, man. I see you, fam. I see you. All right. All right. He says, what happened to the Clippers? Oh, yeah, bro. It was too damn late. That's what happened. <laughs> it was too late, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, man. It was too late, brother. <laughs> What's up, Robert? How you doing, brother? Yeah, you know what I was thinking about doing? I said, the hell, man. It's what? It was after... About time, because the game started at 9.30. About time the game was over with, it was almost, what, you got through everything. It was almost 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, you know, I probably would have did it by myself, you know. But I was like, you know what, we're going to just, because usually some games, depending on the timing of it, to be honest with you, some games, depending on it, if it was a single game and it didn't have a back-to-back, I would have done a, a post-game show late. But when it's light, when it's a, uh, it's a you know they played Friday and then it's a Saturday matchup. I'll usually double dip and I do a double recap, put it all together for the next game, and that's pretty much what it was. But shout out to you all, World Trucker, for being uh, checking that out, brother. By <laughs> by being up on that. All right, all right. Eric says take as much time as you need. Won't help, but appreciate you coming through. <laughs> Uh, y'all ever heard that old song, I'm on a human? Y'all remember that? <laughs> I'm on a human. All right, so shout out, bro. Appreciate you. All right, here's some news and notes, man. Let's get into the Saint talk, man. Saints announced roster moves. And like I said, family, if y'all have any uh, any uh, questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat. Shout out to the fam. Y'all hit the like button and share the show stream, please. Helps us out. All right, so anyway, the Saints announced this today. Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, as we knew, were placed on the injury reserve. And they did have a few announcements that we already knew about, but they kind of made it semi-official by mentioning these are some of the roster moves that's happening prior to the Atlanta Falcons game. Saints have elevated defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul and fullback Adam Prentice to the active roster. So JPP is active, is activated. So is Adam Prentice for whatever reason. But, uh... They have activated him and then officially placed Marshawn Lattimore, Laddie Daddy, on the injury reserve along with Michael Thomas. So both of those guys got hurt in the same game. Uh, game. Michael got put on the IR earlier in a week, and now Lattimore would join him there for at least four games. So we should see these guys hopefully after a month and getting ready for a postseason run. So. Uh, both Mike and Laddie Daddy are on the IR for at least four weeks. So anyway, y'all know about JPP getting activated here. 6'5", 270 from New York in the first round. He was draft pick 15 overall out of South Florida. 179 is the games that he played in his career with 150 starts. And the guys with the Giants, the Bucks, the Ravens. And he uh, he's culminated 94 and a half sacks over his illustrious career, which ranks... 52nd all-time in NFL record books, and he still feels like he can give some more. But listen, having JPP in the Saints defense, where it's basically the 25th rank, I don't know, what is it? Uh, it's um, I think it's somewhere, it don't matter, they beyond the 20s or whatever the case may be. They need help from a sack perspective. They need help from a positive pressure perspective. You know, and we, JPP having him in, which was a smart move by the Saints, credit them going, get somebody to create pressure, somebody that you don't have to teach how to rush the pass. JPP knows how to rush the pass. So that's what he's been doing his entire career. But we're not expecting JPP of yesteryear 
but him coming off the bench as a third situational guy when us when we list missing still missing Peyton Turner we still you know Isaiah Foskey the snowman is still not there but having JPP a bona fide 94 and a half sack guy that's the top what almost 50 uh, in terms of having sacks like we just read is a big plus to the Saints defense so hopefully JPP can help create some stuff for the Saints defense um from a pressure a positive pressure perspective and hopefully help us get some stuff cracking there because we really do need some help fam uh on that side of the ball man we can't let just guys just sit back there and just throw everything so and they mentioned Prentice here and it's not you know I won't disrespect Prentice who'll be wearing number 46 but Prentice I don't really understand how and why Adam Prentice is on this team when Adam Prentice is never used, I've been asking the question for a while. It is never used. He's never used. And when he is used, it's like one time or two times. And I'm like, is the spot really? It gets to a point where you have to analyze your roster and see if you can improve upon it. Perhaps we can get rid of him. No, you know, kind of move him out and put somebody here that could give us duality, some more value to the offense because they don't use the man. They don't use the man. So maybe we can find somebody that can act as a fullback, that can be like a, 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 a goal line runner or even play a little tight end for you if you need somebody that can give you that like use check that, that's from the, the from 49ers. And I know there ain't too many of them out there, but I'm pretty sure if you can scowl around, you'll find somebody that's better than Adam Prentice. No disrespect to Adam Prentice, but he ain't exactly uh, one of the top 10 fullbacks in the NFL. The Saints barely use him. I think we can do better finding somebody else. Gundam asked the question, 34-year-olds, does he still have gas? He, Listen, I would say this, Gundam, about him. He wasn't overly used with Baltimore last year. He had like, what, three or four sacks last year, but you're not asking him to come in as a starter. He's a guy that comes in as a situational passer off the bench to spell guys. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. And he, that is a good role for JPP, not a full time starter, but a complimentary guy to a Granderson and Cam Jordan. That could be as that can be huge, especially bringing JPP here. And then you have these young defensive linemen or defensive ends with all these talents like Isaiah Foskey, the snowman and and and, um, and uh, Peyton Turner. These are guys that can learn a little bit from a guy like JPP who's accomplished now he's not as accomplished as cam jordan 
you know, but still in all to have a guy that like JPP here could be a, a positive benefit because he's not just the edge rusher. JPP also plays the pass too. So you can kind of move him around depending on your imagination. So I, I still think at that role, he can help us. All right, all world truck said one more thing. Q, is it true that the certain OC and players don't want to play uh, or work under DA? I think at some point we got to give a pass on his radar Raider tenure because the Raider always sucked here. <laughs> well, I think we did give a pass on the Raider stuff. We we that's what happened with their organization. We can't really do too much, you know, pertaining to that, you know, after all that didn't happen to him. So I get that. But we a lot of people, what they're talking about with Dennis Allen is what he's doing here and what he's doing here. And, and, and at times you forgive him for what he did with the Raiders because that don't impact us. But it you know, actually does. If he's doing the the boneheaded stuff that he did with the Raiders, with the Packers, then he was a 10 year, like a, de- a decade gap between him becoming a coach again, which means did you learn anything in between the time? when you were fired from the Raiders and when you was hired by the saints. And that's how people kind of gauge what's going on with Dennis Allen. Did he learn from this? Did he learn from that? Well, he did have winning streaks here with the saints, but the thing is he won more games here than he ever did because this team was way more talented than the teams that he had with the Raiders. So everything is in context. You know what I mean? Everything is in context here. So when you look at a Dennis Allen, I think people are basically, uh, looking at him at what he's doing now. You know, when you talk about non-accountability actions, when you talk about backstabby ways, when you talk about confusion, when you talk about uh, inconsistency, when you talk about all that, that's not Raider talk. That's Saint talk because that's happening right now. You know, uh, when you talk about lying and saying you're going to make changes and then you have a week, a bye week for you to change some things after a humiliating, stupid loss to Minnesota that shouldn't have happened, but yet you don't change anything. There is no changing of offensive uh, coordinators. There's no change anywhere. So what change is he talking about? The only change the Saints are impacted by is the injuries that of players like Lattimore and Thomas, who they have to change anyway because they are not healthy enough to play. So they, <laughs> so if you, you're forced to make those changes because they're injury-related, but when it comes down to schematics and personnel that deal with schematics at the coach level, what happened here is no changes. So stop telling us that you're going to make changes. And this is like the second or third time that he's mentioned it. You know, it's just what it is. So but basically what I'm saying is everything on, on Dennis Allen is not from his Raider tenure. We, for a large part, we've pretty much have gotten that out of there. What we're dealing with right now is how the team is performing underneath his guidance, which or his lack of guidance to be more accurate. So, I mean, it, that's the big thing. But thank you for that, bro. All right. All right. Shout out to the fam. What's up, Marlo? Shout out to Marlo. Philip, how you doing, sir? Appreciate you. Brother John's in this thing. How you doing, Baltimore? Says Q, you ain't, you ain't no Adam Prentice's DA. It got to be something like that. <laughs> all right. How you doing, Kai? Shout out to my guy, Kai, in the building as well. All right. All right. Thank you, Gundam. Appreciate you, man. You know, y'all getting, y'all any questions? Throw them in the chat. What's up, dog? How you doing, sir? Brother John and Prom. How you doing, brother Prom? Shout out to you in the building as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's much love. All right, so anyway, let's move on to the next thing, man. And this is the final injury report the Saints released yesterday. And this was pretty much co- covering players. That's all we talked about. Lattimore being placed on the IR. They mentioned it. Kendra Miller is also out of this game with the ankle issue. Ryan Ramchek fully practiced Friday after 
He was shut down and then limited on Thursday. He's dealing with rest, had to rest. Not He was first not injury-related. It was rest. And then there was a knee issue that was in there as well. So Ryan Ramchek dealing with a knee. Ryan Ramchek's been off and on the injury list um, for the last several years. He'll pop up, then disappear, then it'll be rest. Then they'll slide a knee issue in there. I'm like, damn, it's like Ramchek. And prior to them saying rest, I was like, why is what's going on there? With the rest thing, is he he act like the dude is Teron Armstead? He's way younger, you know. What's up with the rest? And then it was a knee issue, so he's been battling some knee issues right there that completely just just cut him in half in terms of his production of what he was. Man, I don't know what's going on with Rams knees, but it has really severely, really, wholly reduced him to. Uh, I don't know if I want to say a half of what he was the first four years when he came in here and he was beating down everybody, nastily taking every it, it, it was it, he severely reduced in what, whatever the hell he was uh, prior to him getting the money. And it is it's just been a problem. He didn't mention Isaiah Foskey was limited and it's questionable with the quadriceps. So there go Foskey, the snowman who's listed as questionable for the matchup. And of course, Blake Groupe popped up on there. Uh, but he's fully practiced. He had a groin issue, so he's good to go. All right, from the Falcons' perspective for hate week, Mac Hollins, the wide receiver, big wide receiver, was shut down. He was limited in Wednesday's practice, which was looking good. Then they just shut him down Thursday and Friday. He must have had a kind of went backwards and tweaked that ankle or something. He's out of this game. David Onyemata, who's dealing with ankle issues, he fully practiced Friday. You know that he was not going to miss this game. Tyler Heineke was the quarterback when a hamstring was limited. It's questionable. We all know that Ritter will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. D. Alford, the cornerback, fully practiced with an ankle issue as well. And then the really big thing out of Atlanta Falcon camp was what's going on with Young Ho Koo. Shout out to my dog, uh, Big Low, over at Big Low Country, representing the Atlanta Falcons. We had a really good, you know, a good <laughs> preview breakdown. If y'all didn't get an opportunity to kind of check that out. You know, check out the preview with me and Lo. We did that, what, a couple days ago? But, yeah, we kind of covered some stuff, had some fun, talked a little mess. We made a wager. The Saints need to uh, step up and handle their damn business for that wager because I ain't put – I I, I don't – I'm not going to put no Falcon gear on me at all. You get what I'm saying? So the Saints get up off your ass and, and defend your boy. All right. So, anyway, um, here's a, a young ho uh was DMP'd from Wednesday. Then, ultimately – he was limited, and then he went from limited to fully practiced. So that's some good news right there uh, for them. So he'll be good to go with a back issue. So we'll see how that looks uh, moving forward for the Falcons. It's always good to see uh, them people. I don't really want to see them beat down because I don't want to see them use that excuse. What's up, Brian? Shout out to you, man. Appreciate y'all being in the stream, brother. Prime, thank you, sir. With the super, oh, the, the super chat says fire DA or playoffs. I say fire DA. All right, thank you, Prime. Appreciate it. All right, shout out, bro. What's up, Pam? And shout out to y'all. Appreciate you, KK. Much love to the Queens in here. But yeah, man, I, I just think, um, you know, we look at the, the DA situation. The, the, the Saints are going to hold on to the guy. You know how they go, Prime. They're going to hold on to him. Um, and then, you know, if it, and, and like I said, and I'm, I'm going to say this again, Dennis Allen to me doesn't get fired because he's going to win enough games so they don't fire him, but he's going to win enough games so that you don't get a, a, a high pick 
like a first, a top 10 first round pick. So he's going to win enough games where you stay relevant, just relevant. You'll never get too far up there or never too low. He's going to win just enough. Why is that? Because him over the team makes the team an up and down team and an up and down team. They kind of kind of Myra around 500. There'll be a game above even to the high degree might be two games above 500, but they'll mill about right around 500, either a game above or a game or two games above somewhere along in there. He going to win just enough for them, for them not to fire him and for them to make excuses to keep him. Well, why would we get rid of Dennis Allen? And you're going to hear it watch at the end of the year. Why would we get rid of Dennis Allen? He won. We won nine games this year. We won 10 games this year. Last year, we won seven. That's an improvement. We won. We went from seven to nine. And y'all talk about fire the man. You're going to hear people talking like that. Having all the time. Because we, I haven't seen this before. We done been, it's like people forget we go that history that this stuff happens in cycles like nature, man. It's, it's you know, it's four cycles in, in, in a year. And you things have, it's, it's a cycle mentality. And people just forget what, <laughs> forget what they say. And I'm sitting up here. All this stuff is recorded. I sit up here year after year to year and hear what people say. They be forgetting what they be saying. And I be remembering what they be saying, but I don't tell them that. I know just who it is. Like case in point, when we talked to Pelican stuff some years ago, and there was a David Griffin stuff, I was tearing David Griffin up. And I told him the moment you think they'll fire him. I said, nope. And y'all put one in the chat for my Pelican Post Gamer people that heard me say this. Because this was a couple of years ago or a year ago, because I said periodically, I said they, everybody was wanting to fire Griffin, who was the general manager of the Pelicans. And I said, no, they will not fire him. Not the general manager. He's the VP, the vice president of basketball operations. General manager is strange in Langdon. But they were saying, should we fire him? We, 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 we need to fire him. We need to fire him. I said, nope, because he's going to start winning. And then when he starts winning, y'all going to say that, you know, when I was saying that he needs to do this, he needs to do that. He's at fault. Y'all going to say, why that Q, he winning games now. The same people that said fire him are going to say he winning games right now, Q. Why would you want to fire him? And he turned the team around. David Griffin deserved rewards. He deserved the same people that were saying fire him. Forget that they were saying fire him. And they, now they saying, why, why would you? <laughs> it's crazy stuff in the world, man. Look, Sky, no. <laughs> he said, yeah, Q, I remember that yet. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. People forget. I, they might forget what they say, but I'll be remembering. I, I remember. I remember, man. All right. What's up, Chantel? Rush Hour. What's up, Rush Hour? Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. What's up, Barbara? Shout out to Barbara. Shout out to the Queens, man. The Queens always come out, man. All right. So anyway, let's move on to the next stuff, man. I know y'all want y'all anxiously to hear from this gentleman right here, right? I know y'all want to hear from this young fella right here. All right, so Dennis Allen, you know, on his press conference, he previewed the Saints and the Falcons matchup and was pretty interesting about everything is, you know, and I'm going to play a little bit of Dennis Allen, let him play it. And right behind him, we got Pete Carmichael and then Derek Carr. So we're going to play those guys uh, for the family members and let them just get a piece of it. I'm not going to play all of this stuff, obviously, you know, and then I got Arthur Smith, who's there. The Atlanta Falcons guy, who we're going to chime in and hear his thought process on the game. This is hate week between the Saints and the Falcons. This is a big rivalry game. This is the, the Saints' type, top rival. We're going against this team. And it just doesn't feel, this year, this week doesn't feel like the weeks before, even though this the feel of the energy of this week should be very high because, number one, the Saints sitting on top of the NFC South, right? 
at five and five, the Falcons are a game behind them. So the winner takes the, the you know, the, you know, if Atlanta wins, they take possession of it. If the Saints win, we gain even more ground on Atlanta, which we can kind of bat them down further. And depending on what Tampa Bay do, they can replace Atlanta if they win or lose. But if both lose, then the Saints win. That means the Saints have, a, what is it, a two-game lead on both of those guys, you know, in the division. So a, a lot is at stake right here. And usually after the bye week, you have some reflection. You got to turn around and say, hey, man, it's time for us to, 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 to get on the right path and make stuff pop here. So let's look at what Dennis Allen had to say, man. It's just three minutes. We'll go through it and hear what he had to say in this thing. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear. Uh, good. I think we had a good week of practice. I think our guys are ready to go. That's where kind of some of the things that Dolphins done well under Ryan this year. Well, I think they've done a lot of good things. Um, you know, they play aggressive. They play hard. They play tough. They're physical. Uh, they've been a good tackling team. Um, you know, I think they they – do some some creative stuff in terms of their pressure package, uh, which creates some problems. So, um, I think they're I think they're well coached. I think they're extremely disciplined in what they do, um, and uh, I think Ryan's done a really good job with those guys. Is, you always go up against people you're familiar with. Is there a unique level of familiarity, almost to the point of having to change up? tendencies or anything that, yeah, that you need look, to make sure they don't know too much yeah about. I, I i don't i don't know necessarily that that's you know the case there's a lot of things that change from you know week to week season to season game to game you know so um you know obviously we understand that you know they've got a lot of guys over there that are familiar with with us and um, so we, we've obviously taken that into account but there's a lot of things that change how much have Caden and, and David added to their defense? I think both of those guys have played really well for their defense. They, they, they added a ton of new pieces to their defense, um, you know, up front, in the secondary, um, you know, with the linebacker position. So I think it's, you know, really, I, it, it's a, you know, it's not a totally new unit, but it's, it's you know, significantly different from uh, what we faced last year. Yeah, look, I think he's been extremely focused on, you know, things he's got to uh, improve on. Um, again, like I said, I think he had a really good week of practice. I think he's focused in on the things that we're trying to do, you know, offensively, uh, you know, from a scheme standpoint. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about watching our guys go out there and play. Well, look, I think they have, you know, a lot of players from a skill position that, you know, present a lot of different challenges. They line up in a lot of different areas. Uh, they got a lot of guys that can do uh, a multitude of things. Uh, you know, their backs, uh, Patterson and, and Robinson, both those guys will line up in the backfield. They'll line up out wide. Um, you know, they'll run, you know, typical kind of running back routes, and yet they'll run, uh, you know, wide receiver routes too. So um, I think that along with their receivers, um, you know, pits at tight end, I think all those guys present some challenges. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. So you heard what Dennis Allen said, man, and – uh he make making mention of who is it? Uh, Derek Carr. And Derek Carr, um, 
him having a good week of practice. And we'll hear from Derek Carr in a second. But what's interesting is uh, we've we've heard that before. And, and, and to be fair with Carr, the guy is not – he's not 100%. So – and and really, you could tell, see how things change for us in Who That Nation, man. We were thinking like at around this time, at least you know, a couple months, like at least a month, you start to see something and you've seen a few things, but it's far and few in between. You see them taking the shots uh, downfield and they've not been able to connect on some of the deeper throws that you've seen in some of the prior games. And it's kind of uh, frustrating for us to watch the offense struggle as bad as it has been struggling. And it's like, we had good weeks of practice and I hear a lot of that, you know, from uh, Dennis Allen, like, okay, had a really good week of practice and nah, 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 nah. And then you get up there and then the guys are not on the same page. Um, is it a situation where, no matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. The Saints are, um, how can I say it? This is a situation where the Saints are practice warriors, but they're not game warriors. Is that what's going on? Or is it the fact that um, Dennis Allen is kind of uh, just giving us some BS? Yeah, it could be a, a little bit of both. Because I'm like, how is it that they look good in practice, but when practice, you know, but when the game starts, they guys don't know where they're doing. You know, you got guys running around there. Uh, missing passes, got the quarterback and the wide receivers not on the same page. The offensive line doesn't look, doesn't look, it looks disjointed. It looks awful. And that's something like when we talk about here, I'm like, how, how are we doing all this stuff when we talk about, uh, you know, the, the good week of practice and all this kind of nonsense. And it's just, it, it's doesn't, it doesn't look like it on the field is what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It doesn't look good. It don't look good on the field. It really doesn't. And I, and it, it it don't line up. It doesn't line up. You're right, family. It does not line up. All right, so anyway, let's move on to the next character. Here's uh, this is guy right here that's talking offense. This is our offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. Let's see what he had to say. All areas, whether we broke up some you know things with the run game, some things with the pass game, um, and you know, just really did a deep dive into everything we're doing, see where we can be, be better, things that we might be doing um, – Good, different, you know, just it gives you a chance to look at it in a whole. And I think it uh, was a good process for us. Got a lot of information and just, um, you know, spent some time just making sure that we improve in a lot of areas. How did it in terms of like implementing that into the practice? We got even players responding to it. Well, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we had a chance to meet with them when they came back and kind of go through the same same things that we found and talk to them about, uh, 
you know, some of the different things that we thought were um, where we could all be better, starting with the coaches and then some of the things, you know, that we're doing and that, what they're doing. Pete, uh, kind of too often you get an opportunity to add a guy in midseason who probably has pretty familiar uh, knowledge of this offense. Yeah. Is that like a, what kind of benefit, I guess, is that when you're adding a guy like Mark West? Yeah. yeah, I think this. I think the, the number one thing is that you said is, is that he knows the offense. He knows um, – you know, where to line up. He knows uh, the schemes. I think that's probably one of the most important things, especially when you're bringing in a guy where, you know, you're 10 weeks into the season, 11 weeks. Um, so to me, the strongest point is, is that he has the familiarity. And then again, you know, you're, you know, you put him through a workout, make sure that he's in shape and all those things. But uh, uh, we're real comfortable having him back. And then uh, going up against Ryan, obviously there's a lot of familiarity there with him too, but a uh, completely different cast of character pretty much. So like that. How much like y'all's defense does? Well, I think that there's, um, you know, there's a lot of familiarity, but there's also, you know, his touch on it, his things that he wants to do. Uh, you know, so there's obviously things that are different. And when you watch him, obviously a team that you see a team that's playing with a ton of energy, uh, effort, physical. They tackle well. Uh, I think they're stout against the run. When you look at the secondary, you know, they, uh, it's a solid defense, and they're just, you know, making plays on the ball. So I think that he's obviously done a great job with them. He's got them playing hard, physical. Um, and, and like you would expect with, with Ryan, uh, and obviously clearly a big challenge for us. Is it, are you guys almost, uh, it seems like you guys have played a lot of teams after the Falcons have played. So have you gotten a chance to really like see a lot of them already this season before even the scouting process began this week? Well, I think this, I think that, uh, oftentimes when you're getting ready to play, maybe some of the things you're not paying attention necessarily to their defense. It might be their offense that's coming through for you to see yeah. against the defense you're preparing for. Um, but again, it's um, you know, obviously a, a team that's playing well. It's situational football. Uh, they're in the tops in the league and red zone, third down. So I, again, we've got, our, we've got our work cut out for us. Well, with AT, you know, he's obviously a rookie getting into this first action week nine, week 10. <laughs> Have you seen him, his confidence kind of grow? Yeah, I think the more uh, I thought throughout training camp, you saw a player that got more and more confident, the more uh, more opportunities he got, the more familiar he got with the offense. Um, but he's a guy that we have felt good about since since the beginning. And, and you know, it's, it's nice to have him. Was this bye week especially valuable when it came to working with Derek Carr and getting a chance to kind of review what's working for him, what's not working for him, how you can put him in a better chance to succeed? No. Yeah, I think uh, part of what the bye week, as I was saying earlier, just – we had an opportunity to um, really get together as an offensive staff and making sure we covered everything, you know, whether Doug talked to the run game guys and kind of split up the responsibility and getting the pass game and really going through that whole process for a couple of days and then having an opportunity to visit with the, not only Derek, but the whole, uh, the whole team and just kind of, Hey, these are some areas that starting with the coaches, we got to be better. And then uh, some of the things that we felt like we needed to improve on. Has there been, did we, Okay, this is the first opportunity during the season. And Pete Carmichael speaking about them having an opportunity to sit down and see who's doing what wrong. That means pointing out who's screwing up and how they can fix it. So no changes in terms of Pete Carmichael not calling the plays. He will still be the offensive coordinator, the key play caller. Curry is going to remain in his role. But and it's still got another couple of minutes left for this interview. The big thing that, because most of the stuff we already know, we've said it before, but in terms of what changes, which was a good uh, question or the commentary was 
guiding them in the way is what could we expect that's different than what we've seen against the Minnesota game? Because that stunk. So we had an opportunity to look everybody over and to say this, that, and the third. So all we can do now is wait to see that what he's talking about, he being Keith P. Carmichael, about some of the things that they did to overlook all this extra time that they had to go over the 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 the, uh, the the film and see who struggled, who was garbage, who was awful, and change this and try to get everybody on the same page. So we're gonna see how it looks against the Falcons. I want to see it win. I want to, and, and the thing is, I think we're not looking for for perfection, but we are looking for consistency. And I think perfection and consistency are not the same, obviously, but we're looking for, if you're the Saints offense, you have, even though when Mike Thomas is out, you still got Kamara, you still got Taysom, you still got Rashid, you still got Chris Olave, you still got uh, Jawan Johnson, you still have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people. Jimmy Graham is there if you can use him. The Saints have good depth. They still have some serious people there that, that can still move the offense. Jamal Williams is there. We still have guys that are well-paid that should be able to carry the offense forward. So the question I have to you guys is, do you believe Pete Carmichael? Do you believe him? I want to ask that question. Let me ask that to you guys. Do you, you heard what Carmichael said. Do you guys believe that, you know, not that he's, they did what he said he's going to do, but that it will be a different result. It could very well be. But he's saying that they had an opportunity to point fingers or to fixate on what was the problem and that they made the corrections. They made it. And these are supposed to be the changes, not the overall changes that we want to see, but these are the changes that will inspire the Saints offense and the deep in the team as a whole to improve. Now, don't get me wrong. They will beat the Falcons. It won't be a blowout, but they'll beat the Falcons because this is the nature of the up and down team we're dealing with. They'll lose to the Minnesota Vikings during the bye week. They'll come back off the bye week, beat the Falcons, and struggle against the Lions. That is the up-and-down nature of the team because that is the, the overall energy over the team is Dennis Allen, who's an up-and-down coach because he lacks discipline, because he lacks focus, because he lacks vision. He lacks imagination, among other things. That's why the team suffers because it needs those attributes to be steady. If you got a leader, if you have a leader on your team and the leader is not doing what he's supposed to do, he's not leading with discipline he's not leading with intelligence and overall all the other stuff that you would need i'm not saying that he's not intelligent because he knows how to run a defense but he lacks severely as being a head coach he really does and to me he hadn't done anything to improve upon that not that i've seen now he did bring some guys in that would listen that would take orders from him easier like he brought in a lot of his coaches which would make life easier for him because he don't have to do all the stuff like he was doing last year because, you know, he got his guys, he can trust them more, which made him more relaxed. But then again, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe you need to be uptight. You don't need to be as comfortable as you need to be, especially when the team is up and down, you know? So, you know, that's the, what it comes to. And look with the family, Beverly, shout out to Beverly. She says, no young city night wars. No, what's up, Antoinette. Shout out to you. Good to see you says no as well. <laughs> Dave says no. All right. Brian says, I don't believe a damn thing. Those bobbleheads, Pete and Dennis. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sky says you can. You, okay. <laughs> Not going to repeat that, but I get you. 
What's up, Dante? Says Q. They're not beating us. Carr, Taysom, bye week improvements. 11. I agree with you. I think I've, I've said it. Bro, I didn't bet my dog Low, who represents the Atlanta side of things. Y'all know Low. I bet him that I put on a shirt and broadcast in an Atlanta Falcons shirt or some crap like that, man. You know, I, I'm so obviously I feel confident that the Saints will beat the Falcons up there because it's the it's the flow of the team. We don't I, to a degree I figured out how they're gonna win and lose. Like they they you lose in the Minnesota game, they come back with focus and intensity and beat the Falcons. Then it then it, but that's the point when I say consistency when we talk about consistency fam i'm talking about consistency mean you do the same the good the 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 fundamental things the good things that get you to win week after week after week it becomes a sticking point in your mindset and in your game they don't do that and that's because they're inconsistent inconsistent mean they'll go up and down up and down like the defense knows how to play defense but will then have a quarter a half a quarter like it did against the minnesota vikings they don't make the adjustments that they know they're supposed to make not because they don't have the personnel to do it, simply because the discipline and the focus is not there. Like, who's telling them? Who's getting on their backs for this? Who's for? And that's not Dennis Allen. You can grab face masks like Tyron Matthew and Carl Granderson that hurt the team and still play. You don't get set down. That's not that. That means that's a a coach that is not a disciplined coach. He looked past all that shit. Remember what Elvin Kamara said last year about the Saints. That people was false starting, you know, on <laughs> false starting in practice, and then they nobody would say nothing. Remember, he said that. I was like, man, listen, man, I know because this team, this team, this team is not a disciplined team because the man that's on top of the team is not a disciplined team. You get you put a guy like Harbaugh or Nick Saban and any of these coaches like these guys on top of this team, you'll see the Saints snap to it. They'll snap to it. Because disciplined coaches are not playing that. Even Coach Payton, what, what he was doing, he wasn't pay, Coach Payton wasn't playing with you. And even Cam said we had to walk on eggshells around here because Coach Payton knew that you had to keep a type ship. He tried his best to keep a type ship. And like prior to him leaving and getting bored, because that's pretty much what happened. He got bored and wanted to try it elsewhere. Prior to that, he used to bring in motivators to motivate the team so his message didn't get stale. He was doing a lot of really positive stuff before he lost his way toward the back end of his career here. But anyway, the issue is discipline. The issue is focus. You can't have focus or keep focus without discipline. And you need to have a guy that preaches discipline and comes from a disciplined background. This guy does not. That's why the team operates up and down wise. They can't sustain the positive stuff that they do from week to week. They tear a team up and then go right back to what they would do. They go back to the flawed philosophies game after game like they have amnesia. We had enough of this to know that a lot of that is tied to the fact that the team doesn't have any. It doesn't have consistent discipline. They'll show discipline and and edge in this Falcons game because it's a rival. But what happens against Detroit? Well, we got to go one game at a time, Q. But I'm telling you straight up and up and down, man, this is just the moniker of this team. Molly says, hold up, Q. I'm not sure Dennis and Carr can beat the Falcons. I I would I must say they are, bro. I bet I bet low and the Atlanta Falcons supporters that they would, man. So I'm a rock with it. I think they do get the W here, bro. Now against the the Lions, that's a whole nother matter. Don't hold me. I'm not gonna bet no lion person. <laughs> the Saint the Lions coming off a Thanksgiving loss to the uh, Green Bay Packers, a team we should have beat. We was up 17 to nothing and let them score 18 points in 11 minutes. But the Packers are scrappy. 
you know, and they beat the Lions. The Lions are pissed. They're going to come in, in, you know, they're going to come into the dome. They're going to be upset and they're going to want to try to, you know, hammer you down. And we'll see how the Saints, and you know, the Saints don't play good teams well, especially teams that, you know, that have some gumption. They got some fight in them. We don't usually play those guys that well. So anyway, let's finish up with uh, Pete Carmichael. Ben, sort of the trial process with a new quarterback. I mean, has that been led to some of the sort of stops and starts that, that the offense has had this season where where you guys are still trying to figure out what works? I think um, I think as we went through the, step, the self-scale, one of the biggest things I think is, is our third down numbers haven't been uh, – haven't been great really at any time. Even some of the games where we came out 50%, when you when you look at them, there was um, we felt like yeah we we, should, we could have been we should have been better. I think that's one of the main. And then when you have those opportunities to stay on the field, continue drives. I think everybody has more success. Did did you find that some of the things that were working for the run game early in Minnesota before before the score got out of hand? Yeah, I thought a combination I, of some changes you had made. I think uh, I think we had done a couple things differently. Um, and I felt like you were. I felt like in that game until we got into the situation where now we were playing catch up, and all of a sudden the run game was non-existent. I thought we we blocked. You know, I thought the O line played well. I thought they did a good job with the run game. I thought we had, uh, you know, a lot of positive in that area. Yeah, with the Taysom Hill reps. Let me stop it right there, man. It, against the the Minnesota Vikings game, man. Um, and it, we did the film work. Uh, that was. It, the the Vikings and I've said this countless times because I had we have an opportunity to kind of absorb that tape more because of the bye week. The Saints were were ridiculous, especially in the first half of the game. And the defense for the Vikings, led by Brian Flores, who was a former candidate the Saints had interviewed, who I thought that you know Brian Flores has the same type of potential as what you see happening with the Houston Texans. What. I forgot the coach down there, the fantastic linebacker. Uh, y'all put him in the chat. I forgot the man's name, but I thought that his type of energy and his intelligence would they can have the same type of effect with the Saints, you know. And, and family members miss, mentioned Eric Bieniemy uh, and several others who are having some positive stuff right here. But guys like um, you like a Flores, you like those type of guys like Eric Bieniemy. Often people complain about Bieniemy's discipline saying that he's too disciplined, you know? So it's, it's very interesting uh, that, the, you know, they, they did that because, you know, they did the Rooney, Rooney rule so that the Saints don't do this and they try to hide it. And how do you then have Eric be enemy here for eight hours and then, you know, learn every, you learn a lot about pe- a person. If you sit up there talking to him for eight hours, you're going to learn a lot and then turn around and offer them the offensive coordinator positions. The man said, no. Absolutely not. I'm a head coach. You know, I'm way more accomplished than the guy that you're looking at. I am. I'm more accomplished than I can lead this offense. And the people say, hey, Q, he couldn't win without Andy Reid. They told they proved that wrong last year when he was able to have some success outside Andy, which Andy Reid was saying that, man. Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach. Brian Flores should be a head coach. To be real with you, I mean, but we, the vision because you got dinosaur leadership, man. That's what it is. When you look at what the 49ers are doing with John Lynch and others, 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. They have more of a, you know, a different vantage point, even the Philadelphia Eagles, Wahawi. A lot of these guys out here, they have young leadership or, you know, that's that's Mickey Loomis is one of the oldest, if not the oldest general manager in the league. Mickey Loomis, is time, his time is over with. Anytime you sit up here and even to a degree, you have to be able to go to the coach that you picked and look over his shoulder. And if he's promising changes, you force him to make the changes that he's promising or else you will piss off the supporters. You will upset the supporters if you promise and changes like personnel changes that you don't deliver. You know, so it's about time that he steps in there and kind of does it. But he's not going to do that because a lot of this stuff that's going on with Mickey Loomis is a lot of the stuff that happened over the years was Mickey and Sean Payton. Sean Payton made a lot of people in the Saints building look a lot better than what they actually are. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mickey's fantastic and finagling the cap, and you don't want him to run your pocketbook. You know, he'll put you in debt. But in terms of the funny money rules that the NFL occupies by, we would have, you know, he, he mastered that, and a lot of people are using that. But that's just about it. We need fresh leadership, and that's why you got a guy that's up there right now, and Kai Hartley should be the guy. Mickey Loomis and sucked up enough time and passed to go ahead and pass on. I mean, pass it on to not him pass on, but pass his job on to Kai Harley. And if the Saints want to keep him, just create another job for him. Just move him up the chain to something that don't have nothing to do with the general manager. Make him a VP on the Saints side like they did with David Griffin. Make him a vice president. I think he is the vice president. I don't know what he is, but move him on up the chain if you want to keep him. Move him up the chain and make Kai the guy. Because at the end of the day, man, the only thing that's going to affect change in the Saints building is we need fresh leadership here. And Miss Benson, you know, uh, she a Southern Belle, man. She don't know nothing about no football except how to count that money. And she got Lucia sitting there. He's the he's the man, the businessman. Uh, Lucia, how you pronounce the man name, whatever. But the highest uh, mind in terms of football on that side is Mickey. And Mickey's done a lot of great things. I won't take nothing away from Mickey. But Mickey knows, just like we know, it's time, bro. It's time for you to kind of do kind of do your thing where you move on out the way and let Kai Harley run this team, which usually means Kai's going to bring his own coach in here. Kai's going to bring a coach and they're going to collab together on what quarterback needs to be here. But unfortunately, the Saints have tied themselves to Dennis Allen. We don't know the length of the contract with Derek Carr, who's here. So at least they're thinking we got this for the next four years. We're still at the midway point of the season. I do like Derek Carr as a quarterback. But I think the dude is banged up. I think he's a lot more banged up than what he is. I'm just going to keep it 
a buck with you. And I don't like how the Saints offensive line played in the Minnesota game. I don't I don't like it. I don't like how it wasn't like the fact that they would just manhandle a beat like Cesar Ruiz. Look, he was trash in that game for most of the game. He was not good. I'm going to just be honest with you. McCoy was missing blocks and, you know, not shedding off of defenders to go and get to the next level. You know, it was just ridiculous. And McCoy looked pathetic in that game, you know, for large. And, and McCoy is usually a solid dude. But come on, bro. Come on, dude. The what you know, he he was like he was when they set up screens, he wasn't blocking anybody on the screen. So was Hurst. Like you set up a screen for Elvin Kamara, they had three guys in front of Kamara. How did that guy get through uh to get that? You had three freaking guys there because McCoy blew the block. So I mean, it's like, man, it's you know, when you get to a point where guys, it's got to be something where guys got to be, you know, because they just collecting. Is you got is somebody's got to be there to 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 get these guys together because you got to play with it, not only passion but intelligence. You know, like people say you got to be in passionate, passionate. Yeah, I get that, but you also have to play with intelligence, man. When you playing football out there, you can't just be. You know, you got to keep your head wits about you, and you have to win win those matchups one on one. And the Saints collectively from an offensive line standpoint have been up and down. That's why the running game is not there. And then that falls on Carr, who can't carry the team. And I've been saying that because he don't know enough of the offense to carry the team right now. I'm sorry to say that people say, no, nah, he knows if he knows he would shows, <laughs> but that on the damn shirt, if he knows then he would shows, but he don't show nothing but inconsistent because that is what he's exhibiting to you is what he knows, which is not enough. If he knows, then he knows how to put the ball where it belongs. If he knows, then he knows how to span the whole field and not go from left to center or right to center. He would look at the whole field and he would say, I'm going to bring up this interview that he mentions it in the interviews. Like, man, how did I not see that? How did I not? Because you're not looking over the field because what you showing in practice or whatever you showing them in practice, you're not doing it in the game unless you practice in garbage. Uh, you know, I believe they practice in the way they plan. I believe what they're what Dennis Allen is saying is a lot of lip service because there's no way you look that good in practice. And then when you get to the game, you look like you need practice. <laughs> it don't work like that. Usually whatever you're doing in practice, you take a lot of it positive into the game. So, I mean, I don't agree with Pete Carmichael, what he's saying here about how the offense looked good and all this kind of, no, they did not. They did not look good, especially the running attack, the offensive line is a problem. And I've been saying that the offensive line is a problem. We need to really look at what we need to do with this offensive line. Cause Ryan Ramchek is not who he, with all of the stuff that's happening with his knees, he is a shell of himself. He's an expensive shell and we need to take some of that money back or something, man. Ryan Ramchek, whatever's happening around and listen, I want him to get healthy, but boy, it has been several years now since the saints have paid him the money and he's looked ha- a half of himself. So why are we paying him top 10 offensive line money to be an expensive right tackle when we don't even have a left tackle that's supposed to be over there? We got Andrews Pete playing at left tackle and Pete's out of here after this year. Hearst is out of here after this year. Who do we got there, there that we need? And I'm like, I've been saying it for a while. Trevor Penning, first round draft pick. Saints got him sitting up on the damn bench right now. He's not hurt. He's sitting up on the bench. They've lost faith in Trevor Penning, and I told him that from the jump. Don't put him over there. Don't put no rookie at no left tackle position unless it's Orlando Thomas or, or Tony Buscelli or somebody. <laughs> it's 
So Willie Rofe, you know that Penning is not no Willie Rofe or Tony Buscelli. When them guys came out of college, you knew what they were. You knew what Orlando, uh, uh, what's his name was, and 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 Willie Rofe and Tony Buscelli. You knew what they were coming out of college. You knew that they, like my sons would say, they were him. So I mean, you knew that. But at the end of the day, Trevor Penning is not any of those guys. And the best guy that's supposed to be over there is Ram, because you're paying them the money. But if you don't put Ram over there, bro, what we need Ram an expensive right tackle for and your quarterback's left-handed? The blind side is, is the left side. How's you? And I knew it wasn't going to work, but I just let them go ahead on and do it because that's how they're stubborn and full of ego and, 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 and BSing everywhere. They're too close to the pitcher. Then when they toe up, now they won't stash pinning somewhere until injuries force him to be to come to the limelight. It's a, it's a tell. We got to look at this offensive line because it's a big problem. Outside of just card, offensive line is a major problem. They're not consistently blocking well. Well, they do a bit of better job of blocking. Car holds the ball too long at times, but they're not consistently running the ball like we would want them to do. All right. So anyway, let's keep it going. Let's go back to Pete Carmichael. Close out. Do we bring up Car? Here we go. It's, I, I could be wrong, but I think since week two is the last time that you've seen Jason Hill play quarterback rep with Derek on the field. I'm just curious. Is that a change? Is that something that's kind of been? No, I think out? that could. No, I just think it can be. It can just depend on maybe the scheme or the play. Um, so I don't think that's anything. I guess uh, if you were to look at the statistics and the numbers, you would say a lot of times Derek's been off the field, but it doesn't have to always be that way. Um, that's part of the game plan, and then so there's always you have both in the game plan usually every week, and uh, obviously another thing that you know the game kind of got in a situation last week where we didn't get him enough opportunities. And just in terms of like, when you do have both of them in the personnel, is it just, you get lighter looks from the defense? Uh, I, I think that there's probably some uh, chances that maybe they make, uh, you know, you'd have to t- maybe talk to some of the defensive coaches, but I think that there's opportunities where are, there's times where you might get a little bit something different when Derek's off the field, as opposed to maybe having both of them on. And then sometimes, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say sometimes maybe as you, as you know, Derek runs out, they maybe adjust as well to see and taste him back there. I was going to say, how much of a focus has it been to get, I guess, the restriction place ready for taste? A lot of times, you know, most plays go away, you know, Yeah, I think that, uh, again, we go into, you know, every, it's not any secret, we go into a lot of, you know, a lot of game plans with a heavy dose. Um, and sometimes it's an opportunity of just, like, you, we got the game got out of hand a little bit last week, but, me also giving him those opportunities. Yep. All right. The game didn't get out a, a little out of hand, man. Boy, these guys can really dial it back a bit. But no, it was a it was it was foolishness. What happened with the Saints last week and, and it's a lot softer on the family members because it was such an awful game where we just collectively tried to force it out of our memories after the week. But it still stings and it's it actually stinks more than it actually stings because what it does do was it showed that the Saints uh, just really beat themselves. And like the Minnesota Vikings, could you imagine the score if Kirk Cousins and Jefferson plays in that game? Could you imagine what the score have been? So, I mean, you, you take a look at what the Minnesota Vikings did to the Saints with a third, well, a backup quarterback that they recently got out from a trade scenario, don't even fully realize the playbook was able to gash him for 250-plus running and throwing the ball like he's Jaden Daniels out there. So, I mean, just a little bit. The defense literally turned itself off in the first quarter and allowed the Vikings to score 24 points or 20, whatever it was. It wasn't enough for them to beat the Saints because the Saints had this 
you, they would have been they they would have got hammered if Carr wouldn't have got hurt because he simply maybe he would have got a lucky touchdown. But they had the Brian Flores had the Saints completely figured out. They had uh, uh, Derek Carr completely f- figured out. They were blitzing him. And remember when they figured out, I made this observation, family. You watched the footage from the when we did for Patreon. You could see what happened in the matchup. You could see prior to Carr lifting this leg, right after, well, actually, right after Carr lifted his leg, the Minnesota Vikings then shifted like a second, a snap, a half a second before he snapped the ball. They had his timing down, and Carr did not adjust. He did not throw his timing off. He didn't try to switch things up to throw the Vikings off, and that's how they were able, on several times, able to get in there and cause pressure to force incomplete passes and they'll disrupt what they had going on. It was an easy pitch and catch that Carr had to Rashid Shahid off to the left side. All he had to do was put it on him. That would have been a, 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 a first down catch by Rashid that would have extended the drive. He couldn't do it because the pressure from Jordan Hicks and others came through there directly after the, after the, this, the right after the snap, they shifted and he's seen it all. And then he says, I'm going to play him in a minute. Like, man, how did I miss that? How did I? Like, bro, you missed it, bro, because you're not looking. It's easy. You're not look, looking. So it's either one or two things going on. This is a disconnect here somewhere. How, I mean, if you can study the film, this is not, and we see Drew Brees doing it. We see Chase Daniel. I mean, the damn study the Saints uh, offense is a crowded market now. We got three quarterbacks that are former Saints quarterbacks studying film on the Saints. This is a crowded market now. The ultimate one is Drew. You had Chase Daniels having so much success with it. Drew Brees got involved with it. And then you had JT Sullivan, who's a former Saints quarterback. He was nothing but a backup, but he still had some type of familiarity with the Saints game. And he pretty heady. So you have a crowded industry of people studying what's going on with the Saints offense. And the reason why it's crowded and cluttered like that is because quarterbacks that ran the system are having a problem or an issue determining how a QB friendly system like the Saints are running with this style of West Coast offense that Derek Carr is struggling so mightily with. Like, well, how is that? Well, he's struggling because he's not seeing the whole damn field. It's simple. It's not, it doesn't require you to take classes from Neil deGrasse Tyson. It doesn't require that at all. This is very simple. You look at the film. You can even slow it down if you like to. You can see that he either looks left and then to the center and then fires, or he looks right into the center and then fires. It's very, I ain't going to say rarely, but he doesn't do it enough where it has an impact on the game when he spans the field, when he goes through his progressions. If you go through your damn progressions, then you'll see that wide open wide receiver running down at the right side of the field with his hand up in the Minnesota Viking game, and you steadily staring down a guy to the left. You'll see him staring down people. You'll see him going through half-ass progressions. That's what, it's, that's what it is. Halfway-ass progressions. He's going through half his progressions, and it's not even looking good. It's not even making it count. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's kind of crazy that you see it, but like I'm like saying, this guy is a 10-year NFL quarterback. The Saints gave a four-year, $150 million contract to, and I can't before believe that I'm looking at a guy with $150 million who's, staring, who's still at this stage of his career. And I'm not disparaging the man. I'm saying the film says it all. It says it all, that he's staring guys down. So what is the disconnect here? If I'm a, if I'm a, because think about it, put yourself in the position of the QB coach, right? You're talking to Carr. You're talking to Carr. 
And should I have to tell Carr if I'm his QB coach? All his offensive coach. This is how look, let's let's role play for a second. Everybody in here is now an offensive coordinator and a QB coach for the New Orleans Saints. You're now standing in front of Derek Carr at practice. Do you what do you tell him? If you and I'm serious, don't you know, no jokey jokes and all that will get your ass, you know, somebody gonna say probably, you know, you pack your shit and leave, you fire. <laughs> no, none of that. For real. For real. This is for real. This is a for real exercise. I want to know what do you tell Derek Carr? He's on the screen right now. Look like he just threw a bad pass. That's how he looks. And he stands and says, Coach, I mean, you know, I look I'm sorry, you know, um, you know, well, Derek, what happened there? Well, see, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of did, you know, I looked over here, I threw my arm over here, and then, you know, I went back, and then, uh, you know, I kind of thought about it, you know, I went, you know, and I, you know, next thing I know that I was, uh, you know, looking over here, and then um, I see Michael Thomas sitting over there, he had, he had ice on his knee. I said, wow, you know, hmm, you know, I wish I had a Gatorade right now. That was kind of weird that I would think about drinking a Gatorade. He had ice on his knee, but it's all right. So, you know, I, you know. I looked over to my left, seen uh, Chris Olave, grabbed my phone, FaceTimed him. Don't know why I did that. I could just walk right over to him, but, you know, got it. Uh, you know, so I you know. So, 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 I mean, it's crazy to me because at the end of the day, what do you tell Derek Carr if you standing in front of Derek Carr? Seriously. Seriously, what do you tell him? What do you tell him? Because if you're a professional coach, if it's an offensive coordinator or a passing game coordinator or whatever the title is, and you're the QB coach, do I really have to tell Derek Carr to stop staring people down? Do I really need to? Seriously. The guy, maybe I tell that to a rookie or a first-year guy. But for a guy that been through 10 years, where, and I'm not saying 10 years like that's anything because they had guys that have been in the NFL for 10 years and were mostly backups. This guy played in, in a lot of minutes and had a lot of stars over the last, the last 10 years. He started a lot of games and played a lot of reps, live reps, in games for the last 10 years, do I really have to tell Derek Carr to not stare at receivers down and to go through all of his progressions? Do I really need to say that? Seriously. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. You know, do I really have to say that? So I'm going to I'm going to put y'all on screen before I put play Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is going to admit to missing people on the field, like not throwing at them, but literally not seeing them. At least he's honest about that. But let me what what do you guys what's up, Abraham? What do you guys say to him? Let me hear what you got to say. 
Tell me in the chat what you guys think. What would you tell Derek Carr if you was his coach? You're standing in front of him. No, no smart stuff, but be real with me. Tell me exactly what the hell you would say to him. Bible 4 says, Q, I'm a who that for life, but I got a bad feeling about tomorrow. We will miss Laddie big time, and DA will not change his defensive game plan. He will put the back, he would put the back QB on island at the wrong time. And, and remember, listen, fam, I'm going to play um, Arthur Smith in a minute. And remember, they're not exactly fleet of foot over there. They damn selves, you know, and I'm going to go through that in a little bit. But what do you guys say? What's up, Gunda? He's <laughs> seeing butterflies. Yes, indeed. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, I think, you know, I seen the car, you know, I, you know, I found, yeah, and I went back there, seen a butterfly, you know, took a picture, sent it to Chris Olive, you know, Chris said, hey, send me a picture of a lizard. I said, mm -hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Never seen a pink lizard before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I took a picture back, yeah, got a butterfly, painted on its late wings, sent it to him, Floyd Lee. She said, that's cool. Send that to Elvin Kamar. You know, I sent it to Elvin Kamar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Don, what's up, Don? He said, I got Drew Brees to critique him. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea we bring the dude in. And say, Doug, he said, you got him, Q. <laughs> it don't take me long, fam, before I do, bro. You listen to these people for a long time, man. You pick up the stuff, man. What can I tell you, brother? I'll be here listening to him for so long, man, that I get all the cadences down and how they talk and how they speak. And I don't mean to emulate him, man, but it just gets to a point when it gets on my nerves. Don says, I'll get Drew to talk to him. All right. Antoinette says, use car. <laughs> use car. See, it never gets old. All right. You the vehicle says, can you give us some money, Mac? Because he dropped it. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Robert says, I will say to car, sit. Your, oh, see, did there you go. Sit down on the bench. See, I said, we don't need that commentary, brother. What do we need to do? I want serious takers. Y'all tell me now. Okay, Slim. Okay, Slim says you need to make quicker decisions. Thank you, Slim. Appreciate that, bro. All right, Don says wipe the eyeliner off. <laughs> You're wrong, bro. You're wrong. Hey, bro. Come, come on, on bro. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, Don, bro. Why are you saying that, brother? The man don't have no eyeliner on, man. You don't have. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man, cut it off, bro. The man don't have no eyeline on, bro. You wrong for that, Don. You wrong, bro. Oh, that was terrible, Don. Man, you you wrong for that, brother. Ava says Saints do well versus pocket passes. Haven't lost to one this year. I know we played only three of them. All right, Bling says uh, Drew can be better with his left hand, yeah, because he damn sure can't throw with his right arm. We heard about that. All right, Argentine Dogo says, Q, are they supposed to win this game? Well, there you have it. They will lose. Oh, well, we hope not, my friend. You know, I don't want to, I don't know. Y'all don't want to see me with no Atlanta Falcon stuff on. Car is not a Mercedes, says Chantel. He's broke. <laughs> he's a broke down beetle bug. Okay, there you go. All right, he's a broke down PT Cruiser. Okay, I got you. I got you on that. Okay, guy liner. Okay, okay. It's, okay, damn it. <laughs> Is it really? I never heard of that. I never. Is that the real thing? Or y'all just messing with me? Y'all just messing with me on this? Is this such thing? I heard an eyeliner. An eyeliner could be something. 
I guess unisex for whoever into that sort of thing. I didn't know it was called guy liner. Is it for real? Y'all, y'all, is that serious? I never heard nothing like that. Uh, Fowlful Skell would say it's all good player. We drafting the QB. I don't know, bro. I don't think we do, man. Oh, he, oh, they, oh, is okay. Maybelline has guy liner. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But then again, such is the times. Yeah, guy liner. Yes. I think, I think Pam ain't messing with me. They ain't no real thing, but that's pretty clever, though. All right. That's messed up. Yeah. Don, thank you, man. <laughs> Don, how, how do you go say the man got wiped off the eyeliner, dude? What's the... <laughs> thank you, bro. I want to say thank you, thank you very much oh man that's crazy bro marlo said that's crazy shout out to you don appreciate you becoming a member man boy that was funny man that's crazy all right so anyway as we keep going man let's keep going let's hear from Derek carr but like i said that was the question i was putting before everybody was if you were standing in front of car and slim slim answered it Slim answered it intelligently. Everybody else kind of joked it off. But, you know, Don kind of joked. John, Don said, <laughs> wipe off the eyeliner, you know, and do what well, that's That's cold-blooded, brother. But, you know, Slim says, you know, speed it up with the progressions. You know, not with, you know, you know, go through, you know, go look everything. Speed it up a bit, which is cool, you know. But I'm saying, like, man, you know, you – He's an established quarterback in the league, as they were saying. I was like, man, why is it so difficult? Because the Saints offense, and that's why it's so cluttered. Notice, like, the these former NFL quarterbacks got YouTube pages now where they break, and they break down different teams. But it's become like a cottage industry to a degree to look at the Saints offense there. And, and then it's really interesting because the guys that's looking at it, the ultimate is Drew Brees. He mastered the system. Then you have Chase Daniels, who's really good at it. And then JT Sullivan, who played in the same system. It is known throughout league circles as a very QB friendly system. So, you know, well, Q, how is he, how is Carr struggling so bad in the QB? Because he's not doing what he's supposed to do, going through the full progression. You know, and people say, well, Q, he's nervous. I didn't have people to tell me in the comment section, say, Q, you know, he's not comfortable in that behind that offensive line. And I give you that. You're right. If you look at the tape, he doesn't look comfortable. And in some of the progressions, when he does go through the progressions, it's a rust, a rushed, unnatural swing in the progression. You know what I'm saying? So he'll look left to right fast and then go back to the left. And you ain't really see anything doing it like that. Like somebody that know when they look at their if their guys, they know where to go with the ball. Some of it's already set up where he knows who he's going. And I'm not talking about those. And that's not all of those when he already knows when he snaps the ball, who he's going to. But most of the times you got to adjust. You just can't open, you know, what you looking at. Like if you in the moment he's look, he looks over the defense and see where every guy's lined up. And then he focuses on the ball where the ball is coming to him from the center. The moment he looks up again, everything could have changed. So you can't say, Okay, we're gonna just go to that same play. What if the defense adjusted the, the half a second that you looked at the center waiting for the, the you know focusing on the ball so you don't you know lose the ball or whatnot? The moment he looks up, everything could have changed. So everything the guy has to do a lot better in a lot of things, man. And this is why they pay him the big money. You got 150 million dollars to struggle in a QB friendly system. 
is is not going it's not a good look and it's also the injury edge like Carr is actually hurt I'm, I'm telling you guys that he's hurt worse than what the saints are saying they're saying it's his shoulders you know and then they talked about his chest and all this kind of stuff but we've seen what happened a couple of games ago when the guy flew past him and popped him on his rib area he bent over like somebody kicked him i thought the guy punched him he got hit and bended over like he was in intense pain i was like oh and then after the game they mentioned it on the injury report because it showed i was like man no so i think he's a lot a lot hurt hurter than what the saints are alluding to which is affecting his accuracy which is making him adding to more of the tension was adding to more of the stuff and he talks about it in this interview in terms of He's not been, you know, been dealing with injuries. So let's listen to Carr. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear Mr. Carr. Here we go. Um, one, health-wise, you know, with everything that's been happening and happened in that game, it's been happening. It was good to be able to rest, you know, and that that was much needed um, from a body. I feel the best I've felt in a long time right now. But whenever you don't get that time, it's hard to know where you're at until you have that time, right? So mentally um, and physically, I think, was – for me and for a lot of our guys, very valuable. Derek, after self-evaluation, what were maybe some of the main focuses for you that you want to correct with seven games left? You know, I'm never going to tell you um, the things I write down. You ask such great questions. You really do. I'm so sorry. Um, but, I, you know, I just always keep things to myself. But there were definitely things that I can say this. Like, I would see something, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, you know, you get going, and you're like, I can't believe I missed that. Boom. And so there's definitely things to improve on that you see. Um, and hopefully those things come to fruition, you know, with these next games, for sure. Well, what, what is your level of satisfaction, though, with how the first 10 games have gone for you in this offense? Well, you know, uh, it's been a roller coaster at the beginning was up and down, you know, a lot of tough times. Uh, last five games were really good. You know, we did a lot of really good things. Uh, you know, we started getting better in areas we had to get better, and we were improving. Uh, you know, we had three drives or so in the Minnesota game, then I got hurt in the next one. It's like, man, we, we were just starting to do this. And so it was uh, it was definitely positive, more positive as you look at it, the things we were doing in the last five games, you know, and the, the, the cohesiveness, the, the unity, the, uh, the timing, the things that we were doing better. Uh, you know, I think we were, you know, top last five weeks, top five, you know, top three offense, you know, in certain areas. And so you you look at that and you say, OK, how do we keep doing that? But you have to also go back to the first five to make sure you stay on top of making sure that we don't fall back into some traps uh, for overlooking things. Do y'all believe that? Now, listen, I, I don't listen, man. Let me say something about that, man. My goodness. I don't know what he's talking about in the Minnesota game. They didn't when he was in there, they didn't score a touchdown. They were three and out. in it. They, I mean. We were starting to do this, and he makes a gesture like an inclining airplane going up into the sky. No, you weren't. The four, it fam, thank the most high for a memory. Really do thank the most high for the memory, and I really ask the most high to continue to improve my memory as I get older, to make it top-notch above, you know, add to it a picture memory. You know, give me that, too. Throw that in there, too. Photographic memory type thing, you know. Let me let that improve. That's one thing. Number two is this, man. My goodness. The four quarters, the two quarters in the Minnesota Vikings game that Carr was there, and the, the two quarters, the last two quarters of the previous game, the Saints hadn't scored an offensive touchdown. 
They hadn't scored. Fam, go look it up. If I'm, I remember looking, I'm like, fam, the minutes, the two quarters that Carr was in, the Saints didn't score a touchdown. And the two previous quarters in the previous game, prior to the Vikings game, wasn't a touchdown. So it's all, it's, it's like all, it's a full game of no touchdowns. What offense are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Are we going up? No, you're not. And then some of the innovation that they were doing, they didn't consistently do it. Like they mentioned it in the press. That's what I was saying about these people. They forgetting. They don't have a, they don't have collectively, they don't have a good memory. And for those in the position of control, they don't have a good memory either because they're not remembering what works for this offense. And that's the problem because they keep going back to things that didn't work. It's too much. It's too much going on right now in terms of them trying to figure out a filter through what play they have enough plays that they've experienced over the last several years on several years, several weeks feel like several years over the last several weeks to know which, what works and what doesn't work. Fam, we had middle weight, middle weight portion of the season. We're going down the line now. So there's plenty of plays that we've seen that these people have done that works. And when the offense stinks and it stymies and it stutters and it gets stuck in the mud, the answer was to jump into the two-minute offense or the no-huddle offense. That was the answer. They did not do that when Carr was in there. They didn't do it. And then when the Vikings, when Brian Flores, and I keep telling you all this because the, the Ryan, Ryan Nielsen is going to mimic what the Vikings did against the Saints, especially in the second half. When they would when they would uh, slip when they would slide right before he snapped the ball and then surprise the Saints lineman when they didn't know who to block and guys would get in there they'll they'll cause disruption they're gonna mimic that because the Saints don't do well to adjust I mean you're the quarterback you're supposed to see all of that that's why you look at the defense to see where they are and if your offense is plays into that defensive hand, you're supposed to audible out of that thing to something else. Sometimes you need to double audible and keep account account of what the clock is. It happens. You might have to double audible. You might look at the defense. Oh, no, they come out. No. You might see a guy being impatient, look like he's blitzing at you, and you will point out protections, a slide guys, and tell them what they need to do. They, they are relying upon your eyes in many cases because you're the quarterback of the offense. You do you slide protections. You the one that call what plays have the most success. And most some of the times he doesn't do that. He'll call plays that runs right into the defensive hands. We don't make the adjustments. We don't snap. We don't uh, change up what we're doing offensively speaking to throw the defense off. We don't do it. In the Minnesota game, they play right into it. And what throw Minnesota off in the second half is because they had mastered cars timing to the point where they had them under locks. When Jameis came in, it completely threw them off because they weren't prepared for what he was going to do. And it threw them off. And really, if Jameis played under more control, we would have beat the Minnesota Vikings. We had plenty of time and timeouts. We could have beat, we could have won. But that's another thing. But what I'm, what are we doing? What, are we, what is he talking about? What offense inclined is he talking about? The Saints scoring touchdowns, really not periodically, but uh, they – They'll get a here, and then it's three drives or three possessions that they have the ball before they get another one. They, you know, you had one time where they had a touchdown, then the next drive they got a touchdown, and then they didn't get it. They, it was two or three drives or possessions after the fact before you've seen them do anything. Is that consistency? That's not consistency, bro. That's not. 
they don't consistently do anything well. They can't even run the ball well. And that was something they were supposed to be leaning on, but they don't change up anything. They don't change and shift lineups. Bro, listen, Nick Seldavere should be playing right now. It's Nick Seldavere. Really, if he's healthy, let's give him a shot, bro, for real. Because what I'm seeing from the Saints, from their offensive line, man, with these veteran guys that's supposed to be playing together for some time, uh, is, is a joke. It's a joke. And it don't make sense for these guys. They've been in that system for years for them to look that bad. That they're, That's out there blowing blocks. Even though Carr might not be as accurate or as effective as you would like, how do you explain McCoy missing blocks or Ruiz looking as bad as he does or Ramchek at times getting blown by or Hurst getting beat or McCoy getting beat? How do you explain that? Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast. So make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Is that also Carr's fault? No, that's not Carr's fault, bro. You can't pin it all on him. It's, it's a shabby offensive line, the inconsistent. But what is this guy talking about? Let's finish this. I'm not dealing with that. Was it, was it like a aggravation in your shoulder in the Minnesota game? Yeah. Or was that new? It was not new. Right. No, it was just basically the same thing. Uh, but uh, to be able to not have to come back on a Wednesday or Thursday and practice and do the, the, the workouts that I do and things like that, it was nice to be able to do some other things to help it feel better and have some time to rest. So, uh, you know, it was the shoulder – I don't think would have would have kept me out, yeah. um, but it was definitely something. Did that require any rehab during the bye week, or was that more just you did the rest? I was here every day. Yeah, I was here every day getting rehab. Um, I had to, uh, and there, and and then plus with the protocol stuff, uh, you know that I think since my last concussion, I got my rookie year. You know, uh, the protocol has definitely changed, and there's a lot of stuff you have to do. So I was here all week, uh, but it's all right. My kids had school, so it was good. Yeah, I've always said, you know, whenever you lose a, a player, uh, it's always next man up in football, but you can't re- just replace somebody, you know. Um, you know, you, you're, you're, someone has to fill that role, but they're going to fill it in a different way, and they're going to be them, you know, they're going to be who they are. And so, you know, while Mike is out, uh, you know, you miss him, you love him to death, you love his tenacity, his work ethic, his, you know, the violence that he plays with, um, but it's a great opportunity for other guys uh, to step up. And, you know, that's how I got my chance in this league, you know, from 
you know, there was an injury and I got to play in a preseason game and I did well. And man, I got to find out who I was, you know. And so, uh, you know, it'll be a great opportunity for guys to have an opportunity to play and make a name for themselves while Mike is resting and rehabbing and hopefully getting back as soon as possible. When you talk about the protocol changing a bunch in the last 10 years, like, what do you mean by that? Like, what's, uh... Yeah, just some of the things they ask you to do. Some of the there's different levels and tests you have to take and to clear. Um, I thought it was a lot back then, you know, uh, uh, but even now it's even more strenuous and a lot of detail. They really, you know, I, I could, you could tell that there's been an emphasis. Um, and since I had my last, you know, concussion protocol or whatever, uh, there's definitely been an emphasis made there uh, to improve that area. And they're doing everything that they can, I would say, from the league's point of view and from our team's point of view that, you know, they're doing everything they can to make sure that you are safe because at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm not going to play football for another 20 years. You know, I got a life to live after this and they want to make sure that guys are all right. You know, they're, they're you know, there for their families and all this way down the road. And so you appreciate it. You know, it's sometimes frustrating as a player in the moment, but you appreciate it like as a husband and as a dad for sure. I, I could tell you this off top. The, uh, Derek Carr is, is going to be straight. I mean, if he does – Half of what Drew Brees has done over time, the Saints have put in, have put a hundred and they're gonna put a hundred and fifty plus million dollars in his pockets, man. I mean, you can damn well believe that his family and his circle is gonna be straight for their life. So I definitely agree on that. Yeah. Does that make you feel more confident going back out there, knowing that you Oh yeah, and and what's you know I think they put those steps in place for probably guys like me that. You know, if it was back then, I was like, I'm fine. I, I would have went back out there no matter what, you know. And so, you know, you appreciate people taking care of you in that way. Uh, you know, there's protocols in place where you have to pass them or you can't play, you know. So um, I definitely feel confident for sure. I'm good. How perfectly timed was the bye week for you and the team considering the situation, physical and mental hurdles already that have gone on this year? Yeah, I know for me personally, I needed it. Um, and it was great timing. Um, you know, it was great timing. You always want to bye week later in the season. Um, but if you think about it, from training camp on, that's a lot of football, you know, in a row. And it's a grind. And, you know, it is what it is. And you, you get excited about it because that's what you, you know, work all off season to do. But you don't know how tired you are, you know, how bad your body feels until you get some time off. And then you feel, you know, that next Wednesday practice when you do go out there, how much better you feel and, uh, you know, rejuvenated and all that. So, um, you know, I, I think for me personally, I can speak for that. It was great. I can, you know, other guys on the team talking to them, it was much needed. Uh, but we're excited, man. We're, you know, you know, we're in first place after everything we've been through and haven't been played perfect on both sides yet. Uh, and we feel like, man, if we can just bring that together and let's just see what we can do down the stretch. Uh, you know, it's an exciting time for us, for sure. How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, that's the number one goal is to you know, want to win the division. And we have a great challenge this week to try and keep that lead. And, you know, they're going to. You know, we're going to go into their place in a hostile environment against a really good football team that, you know, wants nothing more than to, you know, beat us up. And so, you know, for us, you know, it's going to take a, a great game, a physical game, a violent game. And, uh, you know, but hopefully coming off this, we're rested, ready to go with the right mindset uh, for this stretch run. All right. Uh, just a second here, fam. Let me get him. All them all says, Q, why did they bring Adam Prentice back again? Bro, listen, uh, first of all, let me, thank you for your super chat, bro. I'm trying to say thank you, thank you very much. The thing about uh, Prentice is I, I I don't get the Adam Prentice moves because, and they say, well, he's a, I mean, he helps out on special teams. 
at times, right? But it's not like if he's not there that we're not going to do well. Our special teams have been pretty solid covering kicks, you know, punt returns and kick returns. The issue is, it's like he's a fullback. He's the only one on the team. We don't use the fullback position very much. And I'm saying I was asking the question. And, yes, he is back. And the reason why is I don't know why they decided to bring him back. Why bring Adam Prentice back? Because remember, we talked about this. They did this for the Minnesota Viking game. When he got, he was cleared from the injury reserve, the Saints activated them, and they released Keith Kirkwood to do it. Now, A.T. Perry stepped up, and he had some positive plays. He caught a touchdown in the game. But A.T. Perry dropped, a, I think, one. he dropped a, a pass. Of, what was it? A, was it a third? I forgot which one. He dropped the pass. I think he, I think he missed on another one, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of that Minnesota game, I kind of washed it out. But Keith Kirkwood, some of the, the plays that were in there, you know, you know, if thrown to Keith Kirkwood would have made some of them plays. So I'm like, okay, if Keith Kirkwood was activated or was, was on the team, we wouldn't have seen A.T. Perry playing that game. You know, we could because Keith Kirkwood would have been the next guy in the rotation. So we probably wouldn't have seen much of A.T. Perry. Right. And it's good to get a look at A.T. Perry. But Keith Kirkwood is more of a complete wide receiver at this stage of his development. But. Eventually, A.T. will pass him, but that ain't the point. The point is, why would they bring Prentice back, activate Prentice, put Keith Kirkwood on the street, only to bring Keith Kirkwood back and Prentice back because they also then release Prentice again. But they did not use him in the Minnesota game, which was why. Why activate this man and have him on the active roster and don't utilize him? Why? Why are we keeping people that we're not utilizing from week to week. I don't get it. And it's not like Prentice wouldn't be a help with the Saints in the running attack. As shabby as the Saints offensive line you know, is at times, Prentice could be a guy that you utilize to help with the running attack. Wouldn't it be cool to have a guy that can blast out the hole, to take out the linebacker so Elvin Kamara can get there to the second level and perhaps into the third level of the defense? Why would Elvin have to run over the linebacker Jordan Hicks in the Minnesota game and hopefully breaks the tackle to have a chance? Why not have Prentice to do it for him and then Kamara follows him in there? How about doing that with Jamal Williams? You know, I mean, truly using a fullback. If you're going to keep him or have a fullback on your damn team, why not use the fullback, the fullback some stuff? How about that? I don't understand, family. I don't get it. Why we have a fullback we we don't use, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't have an answer for that. It is a complete waste of a spot to have a, a fullback and you never utilize them and you need them in a running game. We could use that fullback when we run into football and the Saints do not use him. It's a total waste of a spot. We can bring somebody else in here that can do something with that spot as opposed to save it for an underused fullback that we never use. We never use the guy, or we very seldomly use the guy. You know, and, I, and that to me is ridiculous, man. So I don't know why. I can't think about, you know, or, or figure it out, bro, because I've been asking, asking the questions, and then they released them. I was like, okay, the Saints are about to do something, and then they bring them back. So I'm like, bro, what's, what's the plan with this dude? You don't use him. And the, and the truth is, too, Maul, before I get back to car. The fact of the matter is, bro, is that they don't have the discipline to utilize a correct game plan. Like if you run in a power eye formation, you can, and like I said, the Saints offensive line is so up and down, it's ridiculous. You would need a fullback to help out 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. With your running back, like take some of the pain off of Kamara and Jamal Williams by utilizing a fullback. At least he takes out the linebacker at the second level and at least we get to the second level that's three four yard gain right there what if he blasts out the hole where Kamara can get to the third level that's seven eight plus potential more with Elvin Kamara getting there he put a move on somebody off to the races but they don't do that and it's really upsetting because really it's two things in my opinion it's my humble estimation Two things. Number one, they don't have the imagination to use him and they don't have the discipline to consistently use him in ways that would benefit the running attack. To be honest with you, that's my take. Here's Carr again. Yeah, he's been great. I, I, I've loved being around him, obviously. The guys all know him uh, from being here previously. But uh, for me, just getting to know him, he's just such a great guy. He's a great, uh, great practice player, you know, works really hard. And so, you know, when his number is called, uh, I know that he'll be ready for sure. You can see it in his demeanor and his uh, body language for sure. Derek, being in first heading off the bye week and into a rivalry in your first time in this rivalry, do you feel like mm-hmm. it does give you guys some juice being in first place and being able to hold on to that heading into this game? Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I, you know, I say that to, you know, be positive, but at the end of the day, first place right now means nothing, you know. So we understand that, yes, we are happy about that, uh, you know, even with not playing perfectly, you know, at the same time, offensive, defensively. Um, but at the same time, we understand the work that needs to be done to keep that. We understand the challenge that lies ahead for us to be able to hold on to that. And so um, I think a lot of guys spend a lot of time resting, relaxing, getting their minds right, getting their bodies right uh, to make sure that, you know, first time, you know, this season we play Atlanta, that we're ready to go, you know, because they're a really good football team, well coached, they play hard. Uh Great scheme, you know, and uh, great players. So we got to bring it, you know, and so hopefully we're ready to play. What are what are one or two of the most encouraging things that you think you guys did find during that five game stretch you were talking about? Well, I thought uh, I thought some of the things we did, we ran the ball well, you know, especially in that Minnesota game. We started to run the ball well, you know, under center and things like that. I thought that was positive. Uh, you know, the uh, you know the the passing timing and uh, protection, you know, was better in those last five games. Uh, you know, and, you know, we, you know, I know the offense line was working hard. I was working hard. The receivers, tight ends, backs, we're all working hard to improve. And and everyone always says that you want to play your best football at the end. And hopefully, you know, we keep doing this improving and it all comes together at the same time, you know, both sides of the ball. Because um, at the end of the day, all we want to do is win. But I thought those were a couple areas that we started to improve and do things better. Doesn't mean we'll do them better, you know, by just sitting on the couch. Uh, but 
those were things we started to do better, and hopefully that will just continue to improve for sure. With AC Perry, you know, entering the season behind. Man. I want to, I need to see, I I really need, I, 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 let me hit the button on it, fam. Let me hit the button on it. Serious, man. I mean, dude, I mean, uh, seriously, man. That's a lot. I just it's it's been it's been we're in deep into the season, man, and it's supposed to be a lot further along than what it is, man. And I just I'm in my bag with this right now. Man, dude, Barbara said that they done showed us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Barbara. Shout out, yeah, shout out to you, Asa. How you doing? Says my thing is cute. If we sit here and figure this stuff out, then why the hell the so-called <laughs> so-called professionals coaches get? Like, we type of coaches do we? We what kind of coaches do we really have? I know, man. You know, that's all we could do, man. You know, that's all we could do at this point is try to figure it out because hell, it's like one of the unsolved mysteries. It's like the uh sheesh it's like the, the it's like the kennedy thing right jfk thing right it's like the jfk thing it's such a mystery that everybody like man how they ain't figure this out yet and then you go and find out that was you know that the the, the stuff a lot of the stuff that you want to know is sealed until 2050 <laughs> that show you everything you need to know about what i'm like hold on here you why would that be sealed for 20 to 2050 well that just that that puts it all together that puts it all together for me. So it's a lot of stuff like it's a it's not really a mystery. It's just they're simply not doing it, you know. And it's just it's just ridiculous, man. But let's get back to Carl. Let's finish up. Find a bunch of guys in the depth chart. How much have you gotten to work with them one on one? Like, is there a kind of tricky balance with figuring out how to get time with some of the guys, like on the scout team or yeah, practice squad or whatnot? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's been a couple of guys that were practice team players or new to the team and. You know, the one I can remember the you know most recent for me was, you know, Darren Waller. You know, he was a guy that, you know, we got off you know, Baltimore's practice squad and he gets out to practice. And I'm like, I should probably spend some extra time with this guy, you know. And, you know, you, I would spend time throwing his rep in the one-on-one or throwing his rep in the routes on air and things like that. And AT was a guy that I got to work with um, a little bit in the offseason, you know, when the OTAs, you know, Mike wasn't in the OTAs and, you know, uh, rehabbing and doing those things. And got to know him a little bit there. And then in training camp, you know, there's days where some guys have rest days and things like that. Well, he was out there and he was playing and we got to work there. And I got to even just to watch like, uh, and take in the reps, like, cause you know how this league is everyone, you know, you gotta be ready to play at all times. There's a lot of games, a lot of injuries. And so I was paying attention to him and, you know, I think, uh, I think very highly of him. I think that, uh, he, he's going to be a really good player. I think he's, he's young, he's raw, uh, but I, I'm excited for what he can potentially do for sure. When you have a guy, when you have six five on the outside, does that I don't know change? But you know, does that do you adjust how you kind of read things when you know okay he can get up higher than anybody else? There's some different type of throws you can make for sure. Uh, you know, for for a guy like At, I've you know, I've always had 
guys, you know, that I love to throw to, they can go up and get a football. You know, Waller was one. Andre Holmes was another guy I love to throw the ball up to. Uh, Crabtree was another guy. Uh, you know, these guys that are, that's kind of their style of play. It's always nice to have that. You know, you can't have, you know, just 10 of those kind of guys. You know, you want to be able to do different routes and different things. But, you know, the thing that impresses me the most with AT is he can play those, but he can drop his hips and run routes too. And, um, you know, at the line of scrimmage, he's really good. You know, usually bigger guys, they just kind of make one move and go, he's got a release game and he can play the game. And so there's things that you see in him that, yes, there are things that he can do, but he can also do some of the other stuff that you like that other guys can do too. He could, he could roll all, all the way to the left sideline and throw across the field to the, to the right side. Do I think I'm capable? <laughs> I'm capable. Do I, in that situation when I've thrown it, probably done the same thing? <laughs> Will we do that every time? I don't think we'll do that every time. Uh, but it was, but it was encouraging. You know, it was good. I think my favorite part is that when he was in the game, though, when I, what I can remember, when I was in, um, when I, when I was in there, was you know his confidence in the huddle. You know, he makes his first NFL catch, then he comes back and I slapped him. I said, "Congrats!" And he just blacked out, like he's just ready to play. And I was like, "Okay, I, I like this guy a lot." And then we missed on one. And I just, it's a good teaching moment. Like that stuff's going to happen with the young guys. Like, Hey man, if you feel this, do this. And he's like, okay. And his demeanor wasn't like, Oh, in the, in the, you know, head down, all that. His body language was great. He's like, I got you next time I'll do it. You know? And so I learned a lot about him just from that little bit of time, but I don't know if I'll do that every time. <laughs> Derek, what do you make of going back to the talking game and some of the states and everything that you guys are already in the driver's seat now, but you win this one, you're more in the driver's seat. Or you guys have, well, that's huge. You know, at the end of the day, I've been on a team that had almost little to no odds to make the playoffs, and we did. You know, uh, you know, we had an interim coach, a whole bunch of guys that nobody wanted, and uh, we were able to do it. And so uh, the percentages and all those things don't mean anything until that last week and all the all the games are over. Uh, but, it, you know, for us, the, the main thing will just be to remain that, we, we can't give in to complacency, you know, when, when it feels good, when, when you're doing well, uh, you can't give into that. You got to be uncomfortable. You know, you got to, you got to push, you got to go. Uh, Cause that's what other teams are coming to do. You know, when you're in, when you're in front, people are coming to get you, you know, and uh, you know, I know that, you know, even when I've been on teams that weren't in first, you're looking at that team right ahead of you and you're like, all right, well, they're going to get our best shot, you know, cause that's what we got to do. So um, we can't, we can't get complacent. You know, we got, we got to be ready to go. Oh, yes, indeed. We can't be complacent. I'll be ready to go. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. Atlanta's up next, man. Atlanta is up next for the Saints. Uh, it'll be tomorrow, matter of fact. We will be starting the broadcast at 1145 our traditional time. We'll be doing the play-by-play. And uh, like the family members know, I picked the Wallen Saints to beat the Atlanta Falcons. I think the score was 20 to 17 or something like that. I don't think it'll be a big blowout. I think we're going to have a bunch of field goals in there. And uh, we will ultimately win it close. It'll be, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 17 14 or 20 17 or even 20 to 14. But I think the Saints ultimately going to win the game against the Falcons. That's, that's, that's my call on it. Derek Carr, uh, obviously, listen, to just make it clear on Carr. My stance on Carr is I think Carr is a decent quarterback. I think what's going on with Carr is he's overthinking things. He's hurt where he can't make all of the throws, and they're not telling you the full scoop. They're shooting him up. He goes out there, passes that are any quarterback, any third string or second uh, second string quarterback can make. Carr's not make him because I think he's a lot more uh, injured than what they're hitting on. Um, that pay, plays into your mindset. And I think also a problem is, too, the disconnect that he has with these wide receivers is unbelievable. Like a lot of the not understanding where they're supposed to go, that's not supposed to be happening at the uh, the the frequency is what it's been happening. The offensive line is a real problem for especially like getting consistency. They don't, they're not playing as well as we expected them to play, obviously, right? But you have guys that have been there for years and they just simply just playing bad off and on. And a lot of that is tied to the fact that nobody's really pressing or pushing these guys. And when they make mistakes, they stay on their backs till they get it right or basically take their role away from them if they do not perform. You know, they can screw up. They can make mistakes. They can drop passes. They can miss blocks. Nothing happens to them. That has to change. And we know change is not a sticking point for a Dennis Allen-led team because he's to a lot of things the dude's blind, he's slow moving, and you got to have vision on it. He doesn't make changes until, like much needed changes, until somebody forces him to or something really drastic happens where they have no choice but to, and that's not a good sign. And like I said, the team, to me, I think the team ultimately will win more games. It'll hover right above 500 because that's the mindset of the guy over him. He's not a guy big into discipline. He's not a guy to fixing the people screwing up to, to stay on them or whatnot. You, you just don't see that accountability. And even though the Saints are a veteran-led team, you still have to have a guy on top of the, uh, the, the team to make sure they do what they're supposed to do. Remember, we had a veteran-led team last year, and it, all it got you was people sitting up here placating and saying, stick with us, and all this, you know, we believe in the whatever what they were saying when they end up 7-10, and 10, and people were saying, hey, you need to play better. You need to such and such. I was asking, where was the team meetings? Where, what, Why would we didn't have any player-only meetings to turn this stuff around? We had guys in the locker room getting mad, but there was no team meetings where they had only players only meeting to turn the stuff around. That didn't exist because they were totally comfortable with it going to where it was and being a seven and win team. Why are they making excuses? Why are they sinking? We talked about all that. 
So, I mean, that's what I was saying, man. Last year, you would think that a veteran-led team, when you have DeMario and Cam Jordan, they would stop that from happening and bring the team's perspective to the head coaches. None of that should happen. None of that happened. They just went down together. A team that plays together stays together. And unfortunately, they all stayed in the ship and it sank to the bottom of the damn ocean. So, I mean, listen, all I can say in the end is that we, 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 we should be able to beat the Falcons moving forward. I really do think that. I think that we should be able to beat the Falcons um, in the next matchup. And then don't ask me about the, the, uh, about the damn uh, the Detroit Lion game. <laughs> That's a whole nother kettle of fish. All that, but I think we got enough to be able to beat the Falcons because listen, even though we talk about the Falcons, Falcons got issues too. You know what I'm saying? And then the big issue is this guy. This is a big issue with him. And I had the previous stream when I asked the questions uh, in the Saints and Falcons stream, who would you rather have? Either Dennis Allen or a you you can't say none. You gotta pick between two. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Dennis Allen or would you have this guy, Arthur Smith? on top of the team. Well, and I was like, between the two, I chose Dennis Allen. You're like, why? Because Dennis Allen is actually good at what he does as a defensive coordinator. He would bring you a solid defense the majority of the time. This guy right here with offense, not, not even close. You got, he's unimaginative. He's stubborn. He has a very good, uh, he got a very good group of skill set players that will never reach their potential under him because he doesn't have the imagination to utilize them. He's the main reason why the Falcons are going to lose the game to the Saints because he doesn't know how to get Kyle Pitts involved. He doesn't know how to use Bajon Robinson in his full capacity. You got Drake London and all these fantastic players that they have accumulated under Brother Fontenot over there, the former. So you got Fontenot. He was able to raise and bring the Falcons team up by a, another slick Saint former uh, a Saint personnel person that's helping the Falcons turn the uh, sour luck around because it's going to take a black and gold guy to fix the black and red guy, right? So we had to go there. He went there and had to turn some stuff around. He drafted some really good players to help build that team up. But unfortunately, this guy was a curious call from him. And I'm thinking this was more of Count Blank, who was the lead, the owner of the team, than it was brother Fontenot who picked his guy because this don't make any sense and then you find out that Count Blank I think he used to be and this shout out to Lo for telling me this is something that Coach Roney found out shout out to Coach Roney and him and the team over there that they found out that uh, Count Blank was on the board of directors for FedEx who his father Blank I mean Smith's Coach Smith's father runs so this is a, 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 a trust baby right here this dude's super rich Playing as a head coach in NFL and blank. You don't think blank used that circle to get him in as the head coach. Cause that don't make the font. No connection. He could have got a lot slicker coach than this. And we appreciate him doing this because he's helping us to stay, uh, to beat him. But the main reason I believe that Falcon's going to lose is because this gentleman, and if you don't believe me, listen to what he said and the energy in which he feels about the new Orleans saints, put one in the chat. If y'all can hear this fortunate, you know, football. So, you know, you talk a lot about in the preseason and, you're not just using coaching cliches like you need depth, you got to develop, you got to build it. Um, nobody wants to see it. You know, people that are injured, but unfortunately, that's what it happens in the NFL, and every team's got to deal with something, right? So, um, they got a good staff, good team. I'm sure that you know they had two weeks to prepare, just like we have, and so I'm sure there'll be a couple new wrinkles, and we got to be ready to go because it's a huge game for us. Um, where, where we're at, right? 
Well, going into the final stretch of the season with everything to play for, division rival, be an awesome atmosphere. So it's we're excited to be a part of it. Is it just counting on people doing more or people doing uh, better? Both. <laughs> you know, um, but that's something you, you look at. You need to be doing uh, all the time. Obviously, it becomes more glaring. Uh, you don't get the results that, that you look for. Uh, and I've said it a bunch, you know, getting some of these close games, say, you know, say you make the play at the end. But if you don't go in there and fix some things, what will always happen in this league, it's a, it's why it's the greatest league in pro sports is, yeah, it may on the outside look like, hey, everything's good, everybody feels good because you won, but you may have a glaring issue, it's going to get exposed. And if you're not objective about that and you're not constantly looking to improve, starting with yourself first, uh, it'll catch you. So you can't cheat the game. And uh, that's what happens through a 17 game season. You know, it's, as you go through your ups and downs, uh, we've certainly. Wow. This guy. Dude. That is, that's the head coach over there. Yeah, that dude sound worse than Dennis Allen. I mean, that's not even sellable, man. Nah, Smith's a big part of it, bro. Because, I mean, the Saints, the, listen, bro. With that type of energy coming into the game, man, he sounds defeated before the game even started, man. My goodness. Man, dude, did you hear that guy? That guy. <laughs> dude. That is that was absolutely awful, man. That was not a very I could not that's I would not be listening to him at press conferences. I'm gonna just tell you the truth. Because if that's what you got in one of the most heated rivalries between two teams, this is the big one of the, this is the biggest game if you're an Atlanta Falcon person, a New Orleans Saints person, when the Saints and Falcons meet. And it's it has stakes to it. Right now, the Saints are on top of the NFC South at five and five. The Falcons are a game underneath them. Whoever wins this game could take possession or even, well, Atlanta could flip-flop with Saints. And actually, Saints lose. They could slide underneath both those teams, Atlanta, depending on what happens with Tampa. But the Saints win. They kind of push Atlanta down a little bit and get a little distance depending on what happens with Tampa Bay. It's a difference. But if Tampa and Atlanta loses, the Saints have some room before they see Detroit the following week. But my goodness, man, yeah, that that it's this is his his system, man. But really, what Arthur Smith is is he's an old school thinking coach. He's a north, he's a a power. He's a run the ball, play defense style coach. He's like a concept similar, not exactly what it is, but mindset similar to a degree to a Bill Cowher type, where they want to run the football use a game manager at the top of the quarterback position and the defense. That's why they put all that money into the defense so that the defense, uh, you know, gets, you know, plays hard and slows you down and they play more of a game management style and they beat you to death with both Bajan Robinson and Tyler Algieri. But the truth of the matter is the team is way more talented than that boring philosophy. I mean, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Drake London, you have phenomenal talent that you can get involved 
And if you can do it right, you can be able to compete with some of the top teams in the in the NFL. So that's what I'm saying. Ryan Nielsen, we know Ryan Nielsen. We know what we 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 know about. We taught Ryan Nielsen, you know, we know what he's going to do. We we've got the game plan on Ryan Nielsen. And I guess to a degree he could say that about the Saints. So I guess it's kind of a wash depending on that's why I'm not anticipating a big game. But a lot of mistakes are going to happen in this game. They're going to have turnovers all over the place. Saints going to turn the ball over. You're going to see Atlanta, who currently are on the three-game losing streak. And it's, you know, it's not because they're garbage. It's because they don't know how to finish these games. You know, they'll lose all of their losses with less than seven points. You know, they had a couple of three-point losses, but they were competitive in these games. They just couldn't finish the game correctly. But in the end, what I'm saying is the Saints – Going to have enough to beat Atlanta. They don't need a lot, but they're going <laughs> to, no disrespect Atlanta uh, supporters, but I just think that at the end of the day, I think we will beat this team. You know, it won't be by much, but we will beat this team and then we'll get plastered by Detroit on the following week, you know, to keep it real. All right, Paul says, uh, why this fool car just can't stay hurt in this game? <laughs> nah, he got $150 million. Then people would then say, you got a $150 million quarterback that refused to play. So you can spin that thing both ways. You see, painful truth says no difference between him and DA. They both really depressing sounding people. All right. Got one says car. Keep coming back. He hurt. He is hurt, bro. That's the big part of the game. It's like, uh, you know, he's been banged up this entire season. And a lot of it's because to a degree as car has like the green Bay game when he got slammed on the ground really hard car held the ball too long. He got to protect himself. When you see something, make a choice. He's just so indecisive and people start calling them out for that. So what he started to do is instead of going through his progressions properly, he just ultimately goes to the check down. So he'd been throwing the check down a lot lately, as opposed to, you know, standing there scanning and going to the guy, he just goes, looks and controls the check down. That's his adjustment there because people have been on him saying, man, you holding the ball too long, bro. You got to get it out of there. So he just check, he, he look up and then just checks it down to AK 41. You know, and there's guys running up, up the field. That was the frustration angle. People were upset because these guys are running full speed down the field and they never get the option to get the ball because he's not looking. So, I mean, it's just, it, it that would frustrate me or you if we were playing wide receiver. I would be really frustrated and I would tell them, hey, bro, listen, you need to start looking around, bro. We got people running down the field, start throwing, even if it's not me. Look at some of these people. We're getting open here. Find us. Don Duck says this cat even more disconnected than DA. Yeah, you seen, you heard that, man. I, I'm not going to play that again. That just sapped all of the, whatever energy that people had. Now they can go to sleep happy now because he done took it from them. Dwayne said, I'm a Saints uh, fan, but I'm realistic. Dude, you're showing bias because this guy is exactly like Dennis Allen. No, it's not bias, bro. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is Dennis Allen's, when you talk about coaches, it's not a bias. It's, it's, it's really, I'm calling it down the line. You know, I'm telling you that his, his, his play style is in, and like I said, you look at how they've been playing, go look at some of the film, how they've been playing. Dennis Allen is better, a bit of defensive coordinator than Arthur Smith is an offensive coordinator. We can agree upon that. He's a better defensive guy. He doesn't get in the way of the offense. He lets them flow. And that's the problem to a degree that Dennis Allen doesn't get over there and makes the changes. He allows them total autonomy to a fault. And Dennis, and then Mike Mickey Loomis, who's the GM, does the same thing with him. So it's not like he's getting in the way of stopping the offense. The offense is stopping itself because of poor leadership at the top, right? 
So Arthur Smith's a whole nother different cat. He's stubborn. He's hands-on. He refuses to relinquish the play call and sheet, even though he knows he stinks. And Lowe told me the guy behind him that he picked to be the OC is not very good at play calling either. So, I mean, at, at, at having play calling, so that that's pretty damn convenient. But at the end, is what I'm saying is I'm not being biased toward one side or the other. I'm telling it like it is. It is what it is, man. That's what I see. All right. Like one says, look at what we're getting below. I don't see that. Who that says, I don't know what to think of this game tomorrow. Rush Hour says, Carr got that stare in his eye like no confidence. Uh, Shrine says, what, what's up? How you doing, brother? Good to see you in the, in the chat. Kai says, it's going to be a close game. As always, we play the Falcons. If the D-line can uh, man up and stop the run, I'll play Collins on point. Our offense, we've got a, a chance to come out with a dub. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, both of these teams are have issues and problems. But like I'm talking about, when you talk about teams that are playing up and down, up and down, the Saints are playing up and down. Atlanta is on the three-game slide. Now, it's not saying they can't break it, but I'm saying the, the behavior of the, of, the, of, the, of the Saints is that they're an up-and-down damn team. They go up and then they come down. They go up and they come down. They had the victories. And prior to the Minnesota game, they stunk and they bottomed out against the Vikings. You think they bottomed out against the Falcons? They're going to beat the Falcons and bottom out against the Lions. It's up and down. That's how Dennis Allen is. They just taking on his mentality. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Doctor says, Falcons, <laughs> we want all the smoke tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, man. They got our old players, right? You know, and it's just also I like to point that out to the, the Falcon people. It's like we know their personnel. Like we, some of the guys that we let go, we let those guys go. We could have afforded to keep them if we really wanted them. We let those guys go on their own. So it's not like we know their personnel. We know the mindset of the defense. Like I guess you could say they know our offense to a degree. But like I said, when we count on we as a team, there's still a lot of stuff that we got going on that we that we can do and they can, we can say the same about them, but in the end, I think we do what we need to do to beat this team, man. And then they get plastered by the lions at the other end. That's how I see it, man. So anyway, all right, Dwayne, what's up? Dwayne said, I don't trust the saints. They can't stop the mobile quarterback threat. Yeah, this is true, bro. This is true. We'll see how it all ends. My friends, we'll see how it ends tomorrow, man. 
But uh, it's going to be fun. But anyway, a few more questions in the chat before we get on up out of here, man. Uh, it's just strange, man. But the 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 keys to victory, we kind of went over it a little bit um, in the game, uh, in the preview a couple of days ago. Keys to victory for for the Saints. Do I need to say no turnovers? Can I can I really say that we need to not keep the penalties down? Because I know the Saints, they're undisciplined. They're going to go in there and get false starts. Uh, and stuff like that. It's just what they do. That's what most undisciplined teams do. So we know if we can just keep that down to a degree. Um, they said, and we're going to see if it's true, that the week they set on their asses or the week that they were off, that they had an opportunity to go over the place, to go over the, the, you know, the tape and find out exactly what the problem was in terms of, you know, who was making whatever mistakes and whatever they need to do to win. And they've been having good practices over that time frame, we'll see. And I know a lot of people say, you know, Q, they say that a lot. We'll, we'll see what they got going on here because can they go back? Cause usually after a depressing game, the Saints will come back to some stuff that works. They'll do that after a loss. They'll go back to some stuff that works. And then after they win the next game, they'll go back with, to what didn't work. That's the MO for what they've been doing this season. And I don't expect them to change that. At all, I expect them to do this type of inconsistent up and down bull crap because that's the that's what they are. That's what they do. So that's why I'm looking at it and I'm saying, man, they're gonna beat this team, and then ultimately what they're gonna end up doing on the back back end against Detroit is gonna be a whole nother thing. All right. So anyway, outside of that, that's one of the things we're looking at, and then rely on a running attack. We need to run the football. We need to get back to running the ball. We need to run the ball. We need to run the ball to establish the play action. And also the implementation of Taysom Hill, because I don't think the Falcons can stop Taysom Hill. I don't think the Falcons can stop Atlanta, uh, AK-41. We need to get them going in the game. We need to mix in some Jamal in there. We need to really get that game, that aspect of the game going. And we need to kind of minimize what we do with Derek Carr. If the Saints can keep him within the realm of 25 to 30 attempts, throwing attempts per contest, I'd be cool around topping them, you know, topping out at 28 attempts in the matchup and kind of have more of a run game versus passing game because anything else is not going to be a win. We can't have Carr to come in banged up, still having issues with throwing the ball and being shot up with painkiller because that's what's going to happen for him to be trying to throw the Saints to a win. If we having 35 plus attempts, 35 plus attempts in the game, it's going to be a loss. Carr can't throw you to a win. You're going to have to use the running attack. So the Saints going to have to reestablish themselves running the ball. And I have way more confidence in the Saints establishing the run than I do with them establishing the pass. This is just to keep it real. That's to keep it real. And like, I ain't going to keep saying the same shit about Carr, not understanding or knowing this type of stuff. But the, the, the key to victory for the Saints is they have to establish the run, minimize what they do with Carr in terms of throwing the ball. And even if that includes bringing Taysom Hill in to run his RPO packages and remember Taysom did throw a touchdown. And getting him going to help out, that would be really nice too. Even throw Jameis Winston a bone, come in with a few plays where Jameis goes in there and throw the ball. That would be pretty cool too to kind of mix it up and get guys involved. Michael Thomas is out. That's a big uh, missing point for us, but I think we can be all right uh, to a degree missing him. Jimmy Graham needs to be some kind of way added into this game plan against Atlanta. He would have helped the Saints in the matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. So we need to get Jimmy Graham in the game with Michael Thomas on the IR. Jimmy Graham needs to be active and playing in this matchup against the Falcons. So 
I don't have any confidence in the Saints utilizing the fullback. I still think that if they're going to run the ball, they're going to run it without a fullback. They're going to use what I call running it naked, where you just have Elvin Kamara running into the teeth of the defense or Jamal Williams running into the teeth of the defense, which is stupid. If you got a fullback there, use the fullback to punch the teeth out and let Kamara follow him in there. You know, they got the guys is healthy right now. So that's the thing. And on the defensive side, the defense in terms of them slowing down and stopping Desmond Ritter, from scrambling and moving around in the pocket. Let me just say this. What the Saints were able to do in the second half of the Minnesota Vikings game, they were able to find the key in, in whatever heart and whatever courage that they have, a heart or intensity that they had in the game, ultimately shut what the Steelers was doing down, not the Steelers, the Vikings were doing down in the second half of the game. They basically shut them down, and all they did was kick the field goal in the game the, for the for the rest of that Minnesota Viking game. So a light went on, but it's still a question of what Saint defense makes an appearance against the Falcons. Hopefully, an inspired one that played like they played in the second half of the, the of the Vikings game, where they were able to get pressure to the quarterback, sack them a couple of times, and were able to. Uh, affect change defensively and they showed them some diff- different looks that made them uncomfortable. The Saints will have to bring that type of focus there. How does it change? Well, JPP is activated. There was a report we covered it earlier in the show that JPP is activated. How does he help? As a situational guy to come in there off the bench, JPP can help the Saints. He, you can move him around on the line and JPP will definitely help the Saints in this game. Would he get a sack? Would I f- go as far as him getting a sack? I, I think it's possible that he can get in there and get a sack. I don't think that's beyond the realm of thinking that he can get in there and be a sack. He's not going to start. We know it's Granderson and Cam, but JPP comes in there. I think he can get a sack in the game, but he definitely helps out the pressure. There's no doubt about that in my mind. So could that be a a, a point of emphasis as well? Because good questions were asked to JPP about dealing with mobile quarterbacks. JP said, I didn't dealing with mobile quarterbacks my whole career. Good at chasing them down. We played a portion of the interview on the early show about JPP when we covered that. So the Saints knew that would he be a part of the question about us slowing down the mobile QB threat, JPP? Only time will tell, but he definitely helps on on getting to them quarterbacks. He definitely adds another athletic component, even though he's 34 years of age. He still can come in there and help in a reserve role. Let's just put it like that. So that, we can't overlook that little change too, because that was that personnel move was a pretty decent one if you think about it. So outside of that, we'll be down missing Lattimore. We have, we're going to need some other guys to step up, Adebo and Alante Taylor. We're going to need the nickel guy was probably be, um, probably be our guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, Isaac Yidham could be Yidham that steps up there in that position. Or I know it ain't going to be Cam Dantzler. It'd probably be Isaac Yidham that'll play that more of that, that nickel position. We'll see what it is, but our guys need to step up, and we need the defensive line to get the, the good pressure. You know what I'm saying? The good pressure going on up there to knock around Atlanta Falcons, and we need to do what we do, man. We really need that. So we'll see a big X factor is to see how JPP uh, is utilized from the Saints defense. They activate him. Like I said, they activated him today, so he'll be good to play in this game, and he should be able to chase guys around and do it. And like I said, he's not, you know, the prime version of JPP, but he definitely still helps uh, the Saints defense. So that's a few things right there, man, that we need to do uh, in terms of our offense and our defense. And of course, special teams is, man, we just need to make sure when we do get in a field goal range that we knock our kicks down because we know if young Hoku's in there, he's going to knock his down. Uh, we got to be able to um, 
get more, score more than them and do a better job of clock managing, take advantage of the turnovers because they're going to give us a few turnovers in this game. It's going to be either a fumble and a pick or both. They're going to give us some turnovers in this game that we have to capitalize off. And hopefully the Saints, when the offense gets stuck in the mud, because it will happen, that they remember to jump into the two-minute offense to kind of spur it going. They figured a lot of this stuff out in previous games, but they just forget to do it, which is really annoying. They already covered this stuff and they forget to do it. Like I said, it's like amnesia. Every game they forget what to do. This game after the humiliating loss to the Vikings, they should beat the Falcons, not by much, but about 20, by, you know, three points or something, 20 to 17 or something like that. I'm, ex- I'm not expecting them to blow them out, but I do expect things to happen. All right. So anyway, what's up, the right shout out to you. Good to see y'all in the chat. Uh, much love, fam. Y'all hit the like button for me, man, on this one. That's my call on it, man. And I think we'll be all right. Uh, Dwayne says, really, we'll probably have 100 yards he can throw. But of course, DA is not going to attack. Well, we'll see, bro. He hadn't done much of that now, but. He definitely needs to ratchet up the pressure. A lot of people have been on him about turning up the pressure. Him getting JPP here, do you think that he'll stay the same even if you got JPP in there? JPP is here for turning up the pressure. You know, so we'll see how it all ends at the end of the day, man. Tomorrow be the game, man. 12 o'clock uh, kickoff time. We'll cover it here. Uh, we are, I think the show's already set up already, man. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll get the rolling in this thing. So Anyway, with that being said, we're going to get ready to check out on that. Listen, I appreciate the family members chiming in on the Saturday night episode of The Coma, man. We we talking Saints here. We're going to move on to uh, Pelican broadcast for later on today. We'll open up the phone lines. Pelicans take on the Utah Jazz. Zion Williamson will be inactive. He's not playing, and that's not his call. That is the David Griffin, who's the vice president of basketball operations. I guarantee you that is his call that he doesn't want Zion to play in back-to-back games. The Pelicans won a Friday, so hence they got a Saturday game. He will not play in the matchup against Utah on Saturday. So the Pelicans do have enough firepower to be able to beat Utah. The big issue outside of that is how do they deal with the altitude going up to Utah after leaving L.A.? Did you have an opportunity to kind of practice in it? Because that's a big point of emphasis we're playing in Utah. That's how Utah are able to take advantage of a lot of these teams at altitude. So we'll see how they handle that. All right. So anyway, with that being said, let me get out of here. I appreciate the family members for chiming on this episode of the show. Y'all hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. All and feel free to check out the show's links in the description section below. Check out the community section, man. We got sales going on right now in the pro shop. All the merch that you can ever want from the fire DA shows to the note, the fire DA shirts, to the no excuses shirts, the no excuses shirts are available on the pro shop right now. You can get a special, uh, what well, I guess it's an internet special going on with Black Friday to Monday with the uh, specials on there. Some some of them up to thirty to forty percent off on shirts right now. Really is a good time to help out the platform and get a really good deal at the at the uh, at the pro shop. Link is in the community section. There's also a link in the description section below. Y'all check that out. All right, so with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I'm going to see y'all on the next one. Uh, That'll be tomorrow at 1140. We'll do the play-by-play. We'll start it with the pregame, then the actual game with the play-by-play into the postgame tomorrow. Much love to fam. Who that to you? Yeah. Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. (laughs) 
Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Look, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. Remember.
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.